I'm a cat. I'm a kitty cat. And a cat, 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 not a cat, cat, cat. Cat, I'm a kitty cat. And I dance, 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 and I dance, dance, dance. Cat, I'm a kitty cat. And I dance, 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 and I dance, dance, dance. Cat, I'm a kitty cat. And I dance, 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 and I dance, dance, dance. Cat, I'm a kitty cat. Um, welcome everyone to May We Geek Again, a stupid podcast uh, covering the hundred and and other shows, but mostly the hundred. But now, who knows? Because apparently, everyone has broken up with this show except me. But somehow, I managed to convince four people to come on um, and 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 air grievances and make salt angels um, about it. Did you it. manage to convince yourself? What? You said you managed to convince four people. Does oh, that mean fuck. you have to convince yourself? <laughs> Damn it, Shaheen. All right, fine. <laughs> oh, this, this intro. I'm starting this fucking intro over again. Okay. Um, no, this is good. Let's keep going. Keep going. Oh, no, yeah, keep going. Where can you find us? <laughs> you, you can find us our episode 52nd. 52nd? 52nd? Um, 52nd, 4th? 52nd, 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 all right, um, on SoundCloud and iTunes and wherever the fuck else uh, we appear. I don't know. You can find us on Twitter. Um, my name is Joe. Today I am joined uh, by my co-host Shaheen. Hey, guys. Hey. And we have two special guests today um, because why the fuck not? Um, very, very special. Well, very. Yeah. The shortest of buses. Jen. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> That's it. Hi, all right. That's, hi. that's all you get to do to say hi and bubs. Hi. All right. Um, we're going to be talking about the hundred as our season five wrap up podcast. Um, I guess I don't know. Um, I hadn't planned on doing this, but apparently we were doing this, and it's all just going to come together in a shit show disaster. It's happening. It's happening. Um, <laughs> fuck, what else do we talk about? Host intro? You can find us Apparently, on social media. I, I checked the run sheet last night. I should, I should, <laughs> I should know to check the run sheet earlier because apparently we were planning a whole other episode, but I digress. <laughs> well, you, you can just prepare. call me out and say well, I'm doing a bad job. Like, that's fine. <laughs> like, it all, it all boils down to me. No, you're doing great, Joe. Do. I, no, because I thought Keep that going. you guys were doing the fan pod when i was sick or out of town or something but it but then you guys didn't and i forgot about that you guys I, had homework wow well, do, look what happens joe look what happens joe when you're not in charge i know i, know. I was not aware that we were supposed to do that <laughs> neither was i you guys had it scheduled didn't you no oh no. Wow, well, <laughs> I am so glad I don't work with any of these oh, people. Wait, 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 You'd all no. be fired. We were supposed to do this over a hiatus, and then, like, something happened, and we couldn't do it. That's when we were supposed to. Well, either way, we do a bad job. Today, we're going to be talking about stuff. Um, what's everyone drinking? <laughs> Shaheen. So, I'm drinking this thing called Cran Brida. Oh, <laughs> what the? How many, wait, how many to R's are in that? There are four R's. <laughs> lot of questions um, yeah there are four there are four r's there and, and it's eight percent alcohol okay, and okay, um okay. yeah so this what happened was um we have like an annual retreat at the department and um like a couple of years ago people bought a bunch of these there's like cranberry and strawberry and whatever um like and it's like margarita fruit flavored margarita and 
Um, and Do then not I'm the only me one when who you puke this up later, Shaheen. <laughs> this is not my fault. <laughs> well, I'm the only one who doesn't despise them. And so I've just been like drinking them and like the department is grateful. Like they're like, all right, just, just, just get rid of them. And so I just keep drinking them for free. So I brought one home and there we go. Um, Wait, is this Bud Light Lime Cranberita? Yeah, it's Bud Light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my oh. God. <laughs> I, I, I'm not even drinking and I want to puke. That is a great way to get drunk and avoid a UTI all at once. <laughs> Oh, I just stole this from Twitter, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Sourcing my joke. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, you have to, quote, you have to lo- quote your jokes. Well, yeah, this is from Emma Hartzell on Twitter from 2013. Good job, Emma. <laughs> wow, how did you source that so quickly? I, I literally Googled the drink, and it does not have a website. It just has tweets. <laughs> <laughs> Look, but it's, it's not sugarless gummy bears, okay? <laughs> But I need to them and shit your pants. It's it fine. actually looks really good, and I want to try it now. <laughs> no, it's pretty good. Like, what's so, it taste like? Give me a flavor profile, Shaheen. Uh, like, does it, it taste tastes like, like cranberries and margarita? Ooh, okay. <laughs> so I'm confused. So a margarita has tequila in it, but I don't think you can put tequila in a can and like pass it off as beer. So is it malt liquor instead of tequila? Uh. As the okay, so you're asking very technical questions now. <laughs> well, I think it's important um, to know. Let's see. I'm trying to read this. Let's see, what is this made of? Governing, government warning. <laughs> <laughs> When's the expiration date? Just due to the tweet timeline. Does it say it's a malt liquor beverage? Malt beverage, yeah. Malt beverage yeah. with natural and artificial flavors and artificial color. It's, it feels illegal that they can say it's a margarita or put the the Rita. Well, no, that's in what the, that's what the four R's are for. It's a Rita. <laughs> Rita. <laughs> See, they get away. They, they they get around illegal with that. Um, it's like um, a Macintosh computer, but with a K. Macintosh. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. It's off brand. Um, what are you it drinking? Says enjoy Bubs? responsibly. What? I'm I'm enjoying it responsibly. You are <laughs> for now. Home for now. You only brought one can home, so you're not gonna get cray on this stuff. Yeah. You one can. I'm so looking forward to dying tonight. <laughs> um, Bob, what are you drinking? <laughs> I have um Lafe. I went back to my roots. Nice. It's Blonde. boring, but whatever. Yes. I mean, listen, those just they, like you know, me. they've got a lot of alcohol. You're good to go. Uh, I mean, it's 6.6. Let's not get crazy. That's still pretty high for a beer, though. I guess so. It's medium, medium for a beer? It's medium. I would say, like, 10 is high for a beer. That's wine. Like, levels. It's like a malt liquor, maybe? Um, Jen, are you drinking anything exciting or just microwave PG tips? That's exactly what I'm drinking. Mm -hmm. Microwave PG tips. And I, I made it like at, at like one forty five because I was going to be on time for this oh, podcast. Oh, so it's tepid. Because yeah, be, but and so I was on or actually early. Um, and now it's there just are no prizes like, for being professional, Jen. Like I don't oh. know what you're angling for. I wish there were prizes because then I'd actually win something in life. <laughs> um, you get negative points for being professional on this podcast. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Um, I'm I'm just drink, I'm sick, so I'm just drinking uh, Waterloo uh, sparkling water with black cherry flavor. I don't fucking know. Nobody cares. That's not very exciting. Let's start to the podcast. <laughs> All right. Let us begin with podcast let us, noises. Let us start podcast start. Um, we're going to talk, uh, episode, sorry, season five of the hundred, the whole fucking thing, which I will call you guys out because all of you say that the show, like in your notes, you're like, oh, it was only good for the first, like, you know, couple of episodes, except nobody was bitching and complaining super until like episode 12. And so, right. this is I, me except for me, I don't think it was good. I can explain I don't think that. it was even good at the beginning. So right, sure, I can sure. explain <laughs> that. I can explain that too. It's I've been predicting this. I predicted what was going <laughs> to okay, happen in episode two since episode two. <laughs> but I stand by that the first five were like perfect episodes. And the thing is, no, like, they weren't. <laughs> agree to disagree. <laughs> but fair that you called it so early on. Don't fix it. <laughs> well, the seeds of the disaster were were um. Laid that or Shaheen is salt Nostradamus in, in, <laughs> from the very beginning. So, so let, I mean, I guess we're, we're 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 talking about this. We're talking about our overall takes um, of these oh, episodes. Oh, let me switch over to the. Are you, are you looking up the one sheet now, Jen? Um, actually, I was reading my uh, uh, season five uh, or, or my um, finale review because it's kind of a season five wrap up too. Because I wanted to go back and. And suck on the salt. Oh, God, yes. Um, Picking that stuff. Guys, you can find that on (laughs) DeclareShenanigans.com. I love that you're promoting your blog that you're never going to write again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so if you guys want to read 200,000 words or 150,000 words on the 100 and look at how much time I wasted on the show... Could have written a novel or two. Um, can, can I just say that I cried during the last one? And if you're having trouble with the show, you should read Jen's last post and just cry along with me. It was really good. <laughs> just, a, just a group cry. Um, well, Is okay, it like so when, when you read sugarless gummy bear reviews and cry? or Those I laugh at. Those <laughs> yeah. are hilarious. Okay, but I interrupted eat. Jen. Keep going. Sorry. sorry. Um, oh, no. I was just switching over to our run sheet to see oh very large yeah um i'm trying not to interrupt (laughs) yeah this season sucked guys i i will be the one person (laughs) to disagree and like i didn't hate this season i i had some criticisms um and i think i think because i like had my emotional breakup with the show at 307 so like my sort of, uh, you know, crazy investment in the characters and, you know, all of these, like, interconnecting things, like, I, I just kind of come into it as, like, cool, I'm entertained. They had some, like, interesting, you know, moral arguments this season. Um, definitely, like, suffered a bit. Like, there were some things that I definitely completely agree with you guys or valid criticism that we'll definitely get into that. Um, I would kind of call this season, like, things fall apart. Um, because I think you guys, a lot of you call out, you know, that kind of nothing was, nothing mattered except to get to the end that we got to. Um, it was all in service to that as opposed to characters. Um, but Jen, I wanted to, you kind of had an, a, a good way of describing it, um, you know, and sort of suggestions. I Where? Where did I? Know, I... It's under overall takes. Oh my God. Oh my God. Where? Uh, da, ba, ba, da. Do you need your glasses, Grandma? 
Yeah, shut you your face. Fetch your, fetch your, <laughs> I, I do. Buttons. I do actually have my computer screen at like 130 percent. Um, oh well, I just mentioned that. Um, so it's been. It, it feels like the show's been increasingly plot driven since like season three. Even though I really still enjoyed season three, yeah. but it feels like the writers' room really needs somebody who can remind them that we, as the audience, we connect with the characters. And that having a plot-driven show is is kind of just an emotional black hole of suck. Uh, so yeah. that is that what you're referring to, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! So I I disagree with that in the sense that um, I don't I don't know about season three. You might be right about season three, but I don't think that the problem with the season was putting the plot before the characters. And I think the reason you guys feel that way is because you generally don't care about the plot. And so whenever the characters are sacrificed, you just say it's because of the plot. But what happened this season was the plot was also sacrificed. Both the characters and the plot were sacrificed for the ending. The whole point of the season was to get to the very specific ending that they wanted, which is Earth is completely destroyed and uninhabitable. And we're going to go to another planet. Everything was geared towards that. So the characters made very stupid choices. Um, they didn't talk to each other. They acted out of character, etc. And the plot was also, you know, Dumb. took a bunch <laughs> of turns and twists that didn't make sense to me. So they but like you're there's... saying that it was a bit cart before the horse. Like they they worked their way back. Right. In, exactly. In they reverse engineer everything, including characters and plot, based on the ending. Which, you know, I, I love the ending, by the way, and I'm excited like for the next did. season. Yeah, I'm excited for the next season. But unfortunately, yeah, every, a lot was sacrificed for that. Um, I love the ending, so, yeah. yes. The potential. Everything else. Everything else sucked dick. It feels like there must have been a lot that, like, either everyone was bull- bullshitting us at cons, which is entirely possible because that's, I mean, the actors, that's what they're required to do. But at the same time, so much of what we saw from cons, none of it came to pass to the point where it was really weird. Yeah, this, um, I agree because it's never, like, I've followed every single convention. I have followed, like, everything every single season. Really? And this is the... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and this is the first time. TMI. <laughs> uh, anyways, this is the first. I'm on a podcast for the show. This is the same space. <laughs> whoa, so, whoa. We never promised. This that. is, I don't, this has never been a same space. Anyways, that's <laughs> I have, right. I have to practice aftercare after these podcasts. <laughs> anyways, but everything that the actor said, usually in past seasons, like everything kind of, even if you like misunderstood it at the time or you thought it was going to be something and then you'd go back and be like, oh, that's what they meant. This season, like none of it makes sense. There's like threads that like actors like teased that just you never, never saw come yeah, never saw. Not even like a little whisper of it. And so and, I don't get that at all. And I also remember like Jason Rothenberg had an interview, I think it was with Selena on Hypable. Like at the end of the interview, he had to wrap up like everybody in one word each. And he re- he's like, for the for the finale, uh, the word that he used for Echo was controversial. Mm. Nothing like, about no, Echo nothing. was controversial in the finale. <laughs> like, what the fuck 
was I just don't understand how what the comprehension of this season was among the people well, involved with the show, or if they were grasping I, at straws. To I mean, make I guess more than it was like we often do up. as fans. But that's I, I don't think that that <laughs> like, is that controversial, given that there is no other end game for this show for Bellamy as far romantically. Now that we've learned pretty much, kind of. Well, I mean, and going back to we'll Echo, get to that later. The, the, we have an hour on that. God damn it! The, the the thing about Echo that is especially confusing is that like going into Unity Days and into other um, uh, cons, like Tasia specifically mentioned that like her character, the Echo's issue was going to be that she has all of this loyalty to Space Crew, but are they loyal to her? And like we never saw any of that sort of like uncertainty on her part either. Like Echo was none never, of it. Never yeah, and I never I nothing. never. And I never saw anyone waver towards her. Yeah. I mean, like it was the strangest thing that I kept it was the strangest to thing. Well, um, I, I think. The but one if thing we can that get I back to like Shaheen's did... point, though, is like I think Shaheen makes a good point that they did have that end game in mind. Like they had that final moment, those final twenty minutes, and that and everything was engineered to get there, and it was engineered very poorly. What were you about to say, yeah. Shaheen? Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I was. Um... What was I going to say? <laughs> oh, I was going to say the one thing that did, I feel like did come to pass was the whole thing about who's the snake, who's going to be, you know, all of that. They teased us with like someone's going to be the snake. I guess it was Kane. <laughs> God, um, fucking so. could, you could make it. You could make it. You could make an argument for many people being the snakes, but as we right. know from that awful, awful, awful dialogue that Octavia spoke. Um, it was Octavia and Dioza, and Eden never stood a chance. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so, so we're going to get into this. Were they drunk when they wrote the dialogue in this season? I need to know. Maybe. Um, so, so we're going to, this pod is actually going to go a little bit differently as, as we move into different sections. We're not really going to like follow the season. We're actually going to do kind of stupid segments. Um, so the next segment we have is actually going to be, since, since we often do a compliment sandwich, uh, in, in, in previous podcasts, this one's will be a compliment salt sandwich, which I have asked each of you to pick two things you liked and one thing you didn't. Oh no, I didn't follow the rules. Ah, oh, for fuck's sake. I, ch- I tried really hard, Joe. <laughs> you, you had one job. One job. Yeah. Um, Shaheen, you look like you followed the fucking rules. <laughs> we will buy yeah. time for bubs who did not read the instructions. Let's I'm not good on instructions. You have to put them closer with... to my dots. <laughs> so you, you're saying you need to be first in the dots? Yes. Okay. Um, They're called bullet points, sweetie. <sighs> Thanks, <laughs> Mom. Um, Shaheen, <laughs> let's go with your uh, compliment salt sandwich. Okay. So um, the bottom bun. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like that. I like the Say bottom it again. bun. Bottom bun. Bottom yeah. So I I know this is controversial and Bubs is gonna disagree with me vociferously. Um but I think yeah, I, I like the continuity with the flame. Um, I liked it too. What I like the flame. I, you okay, mean that they so continue that's what's, using that's what's you're gonna disagree with me. Shots um, fired. Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> So first of all, I mean, I like that. Um, I like that the the flame was still in play. Um, That's because not my I issue. Always like, Sorry. I I always like um, <laughs> you know the 
I like that things continue to have consequences and I like um, the world building to continue. And especially given how um, the world building was treated this season, um, this was like the one thing that was still there. I mean, if you think about it, this this season could have been a whole new show. Like nothing from the world that we knew from seasons one through four was there anymore. Um, so it, the only thing that was the uh, threat of continuity was the flame. And, and the characters. I like that. Yeah, but fuck well, them. Well, the characters yeah, lo- but, also yeah. looked like completely new characters. So yeah, it could have been like a premiere, or like a pilot of a new show. Like season five hundred one could have been one hundred one for a new show. Um, anyway, so that's one thing I like. Um, what I don't like is what basically what we just talked about. I I don't like the writing choices that were made clearly solely in the service of the specific ending that they had planned mm-hmm. uh, and at the expense of everything else. And that includes, mm-hmm. like I said, plot and character. So they decimated the world building or the world, like that beautiful, complex world that they created, 12 clans and everything, um, or the 13 clans. And they completely got rid of that and the world got reduced, boiled down to two locations. Um, and, you know, there was no, there, like the, the clans were gone, you know, all of that. And there was, there were a lot of forced or unconvincing plot twists that, you know, I talked about throughout the season. Um, there were unjustified or incompre- incomprehensible choices made by certain characters. There was massive plot armor no one died. No one of significance. I guess Jaha died. Uh, I mean, um, Jaha and his weird little protege kid who was a dick to Maddie, but, you know, fuck yeah. him, though, right? <laughs> yeah, he had all of fuck two Ethan. seconds of screen time. Imagine if we could trade Jaha for Cabby. Just saying. Oh, yeah. right? And if you would ask me that in season one... <laughs> I would, I would have, I would have punched you in, in, in I would have punched you in the ovary pillow. <laughs> like, don't you want a Jaha pillow now, Jen? Yes, he was Not hot with really. the goatee. <laughs> well, no, he was hot. He was hot with the goatee. Wasn't but that weird? I, I have a problem with Isaiah Washington a little bit as far as well, his but this is the character out, out, out of the show stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I, I mean, that's almost an incomprehensible thing to even. Like, I, I seriously would have punched you in the clam if you had said you'd rather see John. What did he do out of the show? Uh, he's just a gun nut kind of outside of the show. But it's not for me oh, to okay. tell a black man whether to have a gun to protect himself or not. Like, I don't feel that I can comment on that. I, I mean, mm. I, I've... Well... We'll, we'll not yeah. get into messy uh, out, <laughs> yeah, out, of, let's not. out of the show stuff. <laughs> I'm uh, not equipped to talk about it anyway. What, what is what is your what is the the, the top bun of of your? Oh, okay. Shaheen? Well, let me the just finish dot. by saying. <laughs> oh, sorry. There's more. The top top finish, finish the beef part <laughs> by saying. <laughs> Shaheen with the puns. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, yeah, and and that also includes you know characters that were sacrificed and you know relationships that were sacrificed and there was not enough conversation all of that that we've talked about um so like i said i don't think that it was uh necessarily sacrificing characters for the plot i think it was sacrificing both character and plot for the ending everything um, so efficiency okay. so really the, yeah <laughs> so the top one um that being said i like that despite you know, despite the fact that the writers chopped a lot of unjustified choices down our throat, I feel like 
Um, the stupidity of some of these choices were voiced by some of the characters, you know, like Bellamy and Monty throughout the season. They were, they were just like, what the fuck, man? Like, you know, um, so I like that. And that's one of the best features of this show. If, you know, you go, going back to season one, there's always been whenever there was a um, tough decision to be made. There were people on both sides or on multiple sides suggesting different solutions, different ways of doing it. And eventually something would, you know, someone would prevail. And of course, it was going to be a terrible thing because, <laughs> you know, it's the hundred. But <laughs> but at least it lent believability to the situation. You know, even if the choices were terrible, we still felt like, OK, they struggled, they discussed um, you know, and they disagreed. And finally, they made this terrible decision. And all of the decisions kind of sounded terrible anyway. Um, and that was kind of, you know, that still uh, persisted throughout the season. And so that ma- makes it, uh, the, the good thing about that is that it makes it clear that the story is not really about the way the characters ultimately decide to go, but more about the debates that they have along the way. And you know, that was sort of a constant throughout the season. So that's something I like about it. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Um, Jen, fill, fill me in on your sandwich. On my sandwich. Well, I've, I, tried sandwich. To put a, I, I tried to put a few things on in the liked category because it was hard. Um, so I liked a lot of the new characters, even though in the end... They didn't really matter. Um, I really like Dioza. I think she uh, is a fantastic addition to the show. But I think, as we'll talk about later, she, her, the character itself—you could just lift her out of the 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 narrative, and it wouldn't make much of a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Maddie as well as a new character, even though I feel now that that you know now that Shaheen kind of is talking about the ending driving everything else, I feel like getting a chip into somebody's head was the whole reason Maddie was created. Um, Right. And I feel that's... commander. Yeah, I feel like that's a little little unfortunate because um, the flame has diminished her as a character, I think, because of the problematic issues with the flame. And I agree with... I agree with Shaheen. I like the continuity of the flame, but... Certain things just don't make sense about it. Like, how does it work? It just seems to work however they need it to work, um, given the, whatever the Mary situation there. Yeah. And <laughs> then it going into Clark's daughter's head was a big, huge problem for me. Um, for, for you know, for reasons I talked about in the, the uh, podcast, two, two podcasts prior, when we discussed uh, 50012. 50012. Yeah. Is that correct? Wouldn't it just be 512? 512. Oh, you know what? I, 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 uh, yeah, you know. Or 512. 5X12. 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 Um, it it just, so I like, I agree with you, Shaheen, in that the flame is kind of cool continuity, but what they did with it and how it works, utter failure to me. Um, but I don't want to go into, into that. Um, Look I at also this. like Jen McCreary. and I agreeing. That's weird. <laughs> well, it I, I do have to. I do have to disagree with you that that they they voiced um, they talked out decisions and choices. I think that I I didn't read that at all. That was one of my right. my bad I mean, things. Not nearly about the enough. Season. 
Yeah. I agree. It wasn't enough. Yeah. But there was yeah. some of it. And yeah. I think yeah. I think that's endemic of kind of like how they've given characters and their interactions interactions and communication short shrift this season. But uh, so I like the new characters. Um, okay, so uh, so I've got I've got a couple likes here, and then I'll I'll put um, I'll put a bun on the end after I go through my salt. I also liked Octavia's arc. Now it's conf- it's it's complicated for me because I don't like I don't like Octavia as a character. I don't like. <sighs> I don't like Octavia. Like you wouldn't I, be friends with her. Like you're like I don't. I just don't like you. No, because she'd probably eat me or kill me. Um, <laughs> I don't like her in what order season. though. That's the question. <laughs> See, I really liked her at the end of season four because I thought like they finally had brought her narrative up. You know, they had leveled her out with everybody else. That she she finally had made an impact on the main storyline that made sense. And she wasn't just a character kind of running parallel to the main storyline that you could just drop out of the show altogether and there wouldn't really be mm-hmm. that much impact. Um, with this season, I was I really I really, really like what they did with the character, but I do not like her. So I so it's it's a little it's a Wait, little complicated to explain. Um, I like what they did with the character. I think that having somebody that you that is an obvious villain who's kind of fallen from grace is a it was a great choice but i don't have to like octavia as a character to like what they did and the choices they made to bring her to where she is um so i, I really did like her arc don't like octavia me and if they i and i hope that they don't try to do a shortcut to redemption next year with her because the show loves to do that. They just love to kind of skip all the heavy lifting. She's ready to, get to somebody die. On the good side again. <laughs> what? She was ready to die. That was her redemption. It's over now. <laughs> oh fuck! It probably is. She also bowed before the commander, the child commander. Which God, I hated that so much. <gasps> um, so that's probably more of her redemption. Some of the stuff I disliked, which I've already peppered throughout everything. Um, and, and this is a huge dislike. So if you're thinking about this as a sandwich, I'm like one of those New York deli sandwiches are you, are you where you've Katz's? got some really thin, yeah, Katz's, Katz's never closes, really thin bread and just like a fuck ton of meat. So I hated the lack of character momentum and interactions. Like, <sighs> they did characters so dirty this season, and I don't know why. Well, I guess I know why. I think I do not think Jason Rothenberg is character driven. I think he is plot driven. I think he is big moment driven. I think he is drop the mic driven. Is he um, character capable? I don't know. I mean, when you lose specific people out of the writers' room, um, say a Bruce Miller or a Kim Shumway or somebody else who is very keyed into the characters and how to write them and how to create these big moments that we so much enjoyed. Um, and you just let Jason Rothenberg just kind of show run basically. Um, is there anybody in that room? That's the voice for the characters that says, let's refocus a little bit on the characters. I don't know if that person exists. You know, there's been a lot of overturn in the writer's room this season. So let's see what happens next year. Let's see who they're bringing in. We, I think we only know one edition from, uh, from the expanse. I don't know of anybody else. Um, they haven't made any sort of announcements, so it'll be interesting. So like that whole thing, the thing that I love about the show is the characters, how they interact 
Um, and, and I don't even like so much when they're in conflict. I understand conflict creates the drama that when they bring and the catharsis when they come back together as a group of, of, of friends and that are working together. But it was there was nothing but conflict this season. Nobody for me to root for except for very few people. Mm-hmm. And, and by I, the end I of it, just, you were rooting for Damocles. Look, my favorite. I was my for favorite a time machine. <laughs> well, here here's 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 where you know the show has 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 turned me. This is my supervillain origin story, basically. I think is is this season, like wow. my favorite character. Jason's probably going to be super pleased by that because, like, maybe man. he can write me into the show. I can be season six, big bad. Um, <laughs> the the salt sandwich, <laughs> Jen of the Morton Empire, um, <laughs> the alien beasts. <laughs> they land and they're like, "What the fuck? This whole planet is just salt." <laughs> it's like that planet in uh, The Last Jedi. Exactly. Um, so my favorite character in all of fiction, pretty much, with few exceptions, is Clark Griffin. And I'm talking books, movies, TV, comic books. Um, Clark Griffin. They made me actively dislike her this season, and I thought that that would be an impossibility given how much I love this character. And they made me like they made me dislike her. So, congrats, Jason. You made me hate my favorite character ever. Um, <laughs> Can I play as- devil's advocate on that real quick? Sure. So, isn't that though? Isn't that just the show being faithful to its own premise, which is there are no good guys? I mean, I'm this is the logical. Sick of that premise. Go this ahead, is the logical co- consequence of that premise. Is like if you really believe, it's so not we entertaining. Loved it. I'm, so, I'm sorry, it's not entertaining. Who wants to watch well, that? I As think, a philosophical premise, I think it's very, very interesting. As then, a TV show, I don't like, care. All no, the way no, no, no. to up to this point, we've been disingenuous saying that we like this. Well, no, no, premise. no, no, no. I think the meaning of the premise has lost. It has lost all meaning because I yes. think when we came into this, it was about these good people who were just doing their best. And what there are no good guys meant is that even as good people, when you are in a position where you're you're like, you're in charge of a lot of lives, basically, Um, you're going to get pushed to a place that sucks, that you're going to have to make a decision that sucks either way. Like that was what was so beautiful. And now they're like, oh, but no, now not making the decision. I'm like so confused by like what the story is now because that's not what it is anymore. It's like now there are, but everyone's about They're not even trying. Like, no. Wasn't but, Clark trying? No. Like it's just that we didn't like who she was trying for. And No, no, no. no. That's that, To me, that's not the thing is. No. There. When no. we saw when we saw them making those when 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 we you know I think Shaheen has a good point that there are no good guys, but Bubs is like it, it has lost all meaning, and I think that what it has is is lost it's lost any sort of um, emotional mm-hmm. um, repercussions. When we saw these guys in the early seasons make these tough decisions that were heart-wrenching and morally hard for them to do, we saw the the emotional repercussions. We saw them, you know, crumble Struggle at times. With it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Season 5, we saw Clark not even really care if Bellamy was alive or dead. I mean, there there were no Canon sort of, not care. Yeah. Canon not even care. Can in canon 
not flinching. <laughs> doesn't care. Doesn't seem to realize that maybe he could be live, but doesn't care. I mean, this there, is the there central is that- relationship of the show. <laughs> <laughs> And I think so. So it's like there are no good guys, but that's fine if they're they're good guys who have to make tough decisions, but make them but show us how they struggle with those decisions and then don't actively make them do villainous things and not care about them. I'm sorry, but when you have Clark make Griffin, hurt with them. It, it, yeah, I, I didn't hurt. I didn't hurt for Clark at all. I was just like, "What the fuck, girl? What are mm-hmm. you doing?" And then she slapped that that shot collar on Maddie. I'm like, "Girl, do not do this. If you do this, you have lost me." Oh, she lost me. She just lost me. Fuck you. Fuck the show. Fuck the choice <laughs> that you just made, writers. Um, I mean, I I really struggle with it because there was no remorse for any of these things. So that's so that's where the thing is. Like, there's no emotional connection anymore with these characters. Right. And I'm like, there's no hero to root for. Like, I don't need Superman to root for, but I need I need somebody to root for. People doing their best and like showing that. <laughs> I mean, the way be I would say it is like, old kid who just shows up in the last twenty minutes of the season. Like, that should not be the one one person I'm rooting for. What were you saying? Um, yeah, the the way I would put it is the um, in the previous seasons, um, what we had was uh, dirty hands scenarios. In in ethics, they call it uh, they call a situation a dirty hand scenario where um, no matter what choice you make, you've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. And um, so we were usually characters were caught in those types of scenarios, and that's why there were no good guys. So the the idea was life is a is a big fat dirty hand scenario. Um, Whereas this season, it didn't feel like it was a dirty hand scenario. It didn't feel like no matter what choice you make, you've done something wrong. It just felt like people are willingly making bad choices. Yeah, yeah, and 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 not showing any remorse for it. Um, so that so that was problematic for me. So let me go back to let me give you let me give you the the top the, of your the, bun, the top bun, the top of my bun, the 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 very sliver of bread on top. It's actually not a sliver of bread. I think this is one of my favorite things. Was was Indra's storyline. Um, to me, uh, Indra has been kind, not underutilized, but not utilized as emotionally impactful as she could be. Were you afraid when they, when she oh, got I was more totally of a story afraid. on? I was like, oh. I'm like, fuck, I'm like, fuck, it's fuck, a, fuck, it's fuck, a black, fuck. it's a black woman on TV. She's going to die. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that she didn't kill her as a this character. It's five seasons in. She's it's against five, all odds. Fuck it. Indra's dying this season. <laughs> and plus it's Adina Porter. She's in every other show on TV. So, oh, so it's great. not like she's hurting for work. <laughs> um, but I thought that they did really well with her. Um, her heart love, with Octavia. Like her heart was broken by Octavia. Yeah. Yes. And and she spoke truth to power when she needed to. And her whole like like becoming friends with Bellamy, mm-hmm. he he shot her like two seasons ago and, and killed like her All people. All of her people. And then they're like, You f-, and she's like, You fought well. And shaking his hand, I'm like Dude, I would watch this buddy cop comedy right Oh my there. god, that was an accidental airworm. <laughs> I was like trying to clean a, pe- a smudge off my phone and apparently the entire screen it was is good the timing. button. It was good timing. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. It's great, great timing. And the other good thing about Indra, which they didn't manage to screw this up, is she was the one good example of motherhood on the show. 
Um, not that I have any faith that they know how to write for mothers. It's just she didn't get enough time, screen time as a mother to, to completely fuck it up. But I really, Andrew was just the tops this season. Just yeah. wash, chef's kiss. Pause for a second. Um, did Indra ever have like a talk with Clark on motherhood? Because how great would that have been? She's like, girl, <laughs> you're fucking girl. this up. Like, it's, because <laughs> she has like such a healthy relationship with her daughters. But no, but then I think Clark would like just kind of stare meaningfully at Octavian and is like, did you though? Did you do a good job in <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. But no, yeah. but she shows like, she, I mean, it's the... The other side of letting go. Like, sometimes you let go and you don't have complete control over what happens. Like, that's just, like, reality. Yeah, and sometimes your daughter becomes a weird cannibal leader. But, you know, it happens. Um, If it's all right with you, since since mine actually kind of piggyback off of Jen's, um, do you you care, Bubs, or do you want to go next? Oh, no, go. All right. Um, so, like, in terms of one of my, one of my good buns, my good bun on my sandwich, um, agreed on Indra, um... I think what I liked about this season is, and I know that, you know, some people complain that we spent too much time with non, you know, top tier characters. Um, but I actually, re- regardless of the at the expense of our top tier characters, I really liked what we did get from characters that are normally not on my radar. Like, I have never been an Octavia stan. Like, she is w- neither one way or the other for me. Um but I, I, I loved her story this season. I thought Marie was fantastic. And then, you know, Dioza and Indra were kind of my, like, focuses this season of just, like, I am watching them when they're on screen. And I liked that I got that out of out of this season. It was unexpected. Um, and it's something that I super, super duper enjoyed. Um, my salt. Um, and this actually does have to do with the finale because I think on 512 I said that I that I kind of actually really felt like I understood this season. That will actually be my other side of, of, of my sandwich. Um, but but the finale, like not that I was expecting every, you know, for us to get all of those amazing character moments or something like that. But to your point, Shaheen, you know, it was all right, well, we need we need to destroy Eden, so let's see what we can do. And so the McCreary sort of one-dimensional villainness of it all, um it, it was just kind of, I was like, wait, like, you're going to destroy the valley. Like, if I can't have it, no one can. Like, since when is he that guy? Like, I never pictured his character. He wasn't sold to me as being that guy. Like, I always yeah. kind of thought that he had a plan and was scheming and was kind of like a smart psychopath. Um, but instead, he's kind of dumb. Like, that was dumb. That was a dumb decision to, like, be like, oh. And and at the same time, like, it wasn't... Um, like Dioza was a much more compelling antagonist earlier in the season and you know and we were like oh is she smart is she scheming like she has flaws she made a wrong choice oh but she outsmarted them this way and like McCreary I was just like wow you're just kind of a dick like yeah they should have had him cue it up and like you know bluff and then somebody accidentally like bumps into the button by like fighting right something and then they're like can't undo it like that would have been perfect and not have been like an like it would, yeah. It was, it was, it was kind of mustache twirling, like tie up, tie up the the damsel on on the railroad tracks, and you're kind of yeah, just that's like, that's a good point. Why? Why? Yeah. Yeah. I was just their villain bucket. Like and I they don't just know poured whatever they needed to into that. him. Yeah, because it was just yeah, their villain slot bucket. Because it was also, you know, oh, we're not going to make any kind of truce with one crew. And again, I get into issues of, and it's something that Dioza like brought up to McCreary in a previous episode was like. They're farmers. They're people who understand what to do here. Because if you kill all of them, 
that's it for humanity. Like you mm-hmm. might live out the rest of your life, but it's over after the prisoners die. You know well, what I mean? I can mean? see him not caring about that. But, like, dropping the bomb on the world fucks him over. And he's yeah, someone it, like Murphy. Like, that's not That's acceptable. not self-preservation. Yeah. It's just kind of yeah. dumb. So, yeah, yeah. So I kind of had, like, real issue with that in the finale. But, again, like, I think that that goes to your point, Shaheen, of, of in service to that ending. They needed to to get rid of the world. But I don't like the way that they did that. Um, right. And then... In- Can I just say to yeah. Bob's point, um, I feel like for, for all the complaints that we have, that, that I have personally, I feel like a lot of them could have actually been addressed or solved with little tweaks. Yeah. Like, you didn't need that much. It's, you just needed a little tweak the amount or a little more time. I've, like, thought of other yeah. things that should have happened. Exactly. Like, I'm just like, how yeah. am I not a writer <laughs> coming up with things that make more sense? <laughs> You're like, like yo, text me. I got you. <laughs> like, I'm not even, like, a, like, a, like, fic writer, although I do have a few, but, like, it's just... Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Jen, who oh, the doesn't talk shit about fic is now perking up. <laughs> well, I want to read this fic. fic. Of course it I, is. N- I don't think you'd like mine, but I have some that you would like. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel like like with the, uh, again, to Bob's point, like with McCurry, it could have been like an accident or it could have been like, okay, he threatened it. And then he was like, no, this is too crazy. And then he, he was somehow uh, told or came to the conclusion that, oh, they're going to kill me and all of my people, uh, whether correctly or incorrectly. And then it was like, well, if that's going to happen, then I'm just going to destroy the whole thing. You know, just a little more. More than have, if I can't Would have, have made it, it no a lot can. better. Yeah. 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 Um, cool. And then um, I guess my, my last my last bit of things that I that I liked, but then they kind of dropped the ball in, in, in the finale. And it's, it's funny because in all of the salt tweets and stuff that I'm reading around, everyone's like, Clark hasn't been anything since season two. She's been a shell of herself since then. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's the whole arc of this whole, like, this is the concluding arc of where her character's trajectory was going since the end of season two, at least in the way that I view it. Um, so it, it, it almost felt like they were, for, for those of you who have, who have watched Buffy, it felt like a very kludgy season five Buffy and season six Buffy, like, put together in Clark. Um, but once she hit that rock bottom in in episode 12 the moment when she like and we saw her kind of start to climb out of it the moment that she let maddie go with echo um i needed for something to happen then after that and we didn't get that in 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 episode 13 um so yeah like the finale itself was a little bit of a disappointment but i had less issue of the season overall in terms of if i chose to view it as this story of like horrible character trajectories that have been like happening for you know some for just a season some for several seasons because we saw it with abby we saw it with kane and his addiction to be a sanctimonious prick like we saw it with um <laughs> Octavia annoying. and power like everyone kind of hit a rock bottom at around episode 12 of this season but because we had plot force to get through in episode 13 we didn't get any of the sort of like fallout and sort of trying to like it's get that you know pick that up and so um and the fact that if i'm able to see this like that is me looking for that and if it is a storyline that that is the sh- that the show wanted to to go with and to if that's if if i'm if i'm right i'm saying if i'm right and not many people got it then the show failed yeah if that makes sense um 
but it's something that I liked, but you know, it's, it's also something that clearly if that was what the goal was, they did not execute it well enough for the rest of people to, to yeah, be on board. I mean, I told you this in a previous podcast. I think you've had to do a lot of headcanoning to get there. And it seems like your read might be um, influenced by by Buffy as well. <laughs> yeah. What about people who haven't seen Buffy? And this- I, haven't, I haven't seen Buffy, but it just seems like since you're a huge fan of Buffy, you're trying to track what happened in Buffy with this show. No, and- no, I'm saying I, I think it's I think it's that this show has chosen to make several very overt um, homages. Oh wait, hold on. One other thing that I actually really loved about this season, and this is just super meta, um, and I forgot to add it to the add it to the run sheet because I actually meant to like do sort of a rundown of which ones came true or not. But all of the um, alien and aliens saga like homages um, throughout the season, I thought were just like those just pleased me like from a film nerd perspective. Um, but that's, you don't feel you don't like feel any too. sort of personal failure whatsoever by. Uh, predicting that we'd see aliens this season? Um, I I mean, are you shit? Is there any shame on your family for that? No, <laughs> no, no, of course not. No, no, I don't feel shame. No. <laughs> I have to say, I like Joe's bot- rock bottom theory. Um, and I feel like it's, it's largely consistent with our observations. It's sort of underdetermined. You know, underdetermination is like when two theories are consistent with all of our observations. Today I learned. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> it's a huge problem in science. Um, but yeah, but the the only issue I have with the rock bottom theory is that it it's it feels a little I like inconsistent. That it has a name now. Thank you. Sorry, what? I like that it has a name now. Yeah. <laughs> the rock bottom theory, TM. Sorry, continue. Exactly. It's our I thought trademark. it was the bottoming theory. God like, damn it, Bubs. Is theory even the right name for it? Like, what's a thing before theory? Because this is so hypothesis. much hypothesis. Hypothesis. Yeah, this is a hypothesis. Like, hypothesis. Theory of, is a like, theory. <laughs> there's actually no difference between hypothesis and theory. That's a that's a myth. Anyway, so <laughs> well, actually, the only well, actually, <laughs> sorry, she go ahead. We'll stop interrupting. The only issue I have with it is that it's slightly in. The, the the arc has been slightly inconsistent. Like, it, it doesn't feel like Clark has been on the downward spiral th- since season three. It felt like she recovered a little bit in season four, and then she rock-bottomed in season five. It so, feels like they don't know what they're doing with her. Oh, really, Bubs? <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, I mean, I like oh, it. my God. I mean, well, just, I appreciate that you kind of like my theory. I wish they'd actually watch <laughs> I want you to show. be right, Joe, but I don't see why... That form of storytelling would have been a good idea for three seasons. But that's the thing is, I think seasons one and seasons two were maybe not... Oh my god, what the <laughs> fuck is that? Everybody, that's my French bulldog, Emmett. He's, I love his... He's, did he just fart? No, he's... So he just rolled over, he, like, he's on his back leaning up against me and his little head is backwards... So he his breathing's a little bit weirder when he does that. That that's my French bulldog. That's what <laughs> that's what I do. He breathes with. like farts. <laughs> uh, he's a piglet. He's my little Aww. piglet. So I, I mean, whatever. We 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 can we can talk about it more. Like I can I can see how 
the show, we were given seasons one and two and what we expected from those seasons of where the show has gone. Like people are looking back and complaining since, you know, after season two. And I wonder if that was never the story we were going to get. And to your point, Jen, maybe it was because of the people who were in the writer's room during those first two seasons, we were kind of made a promise of a show that that was never going to be where Jason was going to take it. I disagree only because of um, things like last season's finale where I think we were supposed to really feel like the team getting back together, when I was like, these people aren't even friends anymore. Like, what is this? You don't even go here. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's, New friends. it's missing that, like, sustained, like, those painful inner people moments where they're trying, they do care about, like, we just have, like, the surface of it. Wait, you guys. We don't what have if everyone meet? is still chipped? And we just didn't know. And that's why everything feels so superficial. I mean, that's the best theory I've heard all season. (laughs) I think, here's the deal. I think think Jason thinks that when he puts people in the same room together, that's doing 90% of the the emotional heavy lifting that needs to be done with these characters. And that is just the worst... I've talked about this on Slack, and I I should have, like, taken the time to find this interview, but I think it was at um, San Diego Comic-Con, not this past one, obviously, but the one before, where Jason was talking about the time jump, and he's like, well, it gives us, like, time to just kind of, like, skip over, like, a bunch of, like, the boring character stuff, and, like, you know, we'll establish things with some, like, um, some dialogue and, like, blah, 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 and I was just, like, sitting there, like, are you fucking kidding me? And I mean, is- I think that's all you need to know about his philosophy as a showrunner, is right in well, that as nugget. as a storyteller, and that's, a, that's, like, not... You know how many I know that it's show not tell. I know that, and I went to college and didn't take a single writing class. I just had science classes and then art classes. Not I. The only paper I ever had to write was with a partner, and it was about why our school should have a science or a Spanish major. So like, how should I know this and not him? It was also lacking on tell. Like there wasn't much exposition. There was a of lot what of happened during the five years about the the relationships we didn't see. Like when Bellamy is like, Echo proved herself time and time again. I'm like, oh, good for her. <laughs> yeah. Like, could you give us, could you give us a few examples like of that? Up on the right. That's what I mean. Happened? Like the exposition was kind Does of, Does she yeah. share her gruel with everybody? <laughs> the exposition was like intro paragraph and then that was it. Like there was no depth to <laughs> no the actual telling. It wasn't uh, concrete. And, it was just, yeah. And then an so much of the emotional interpersonal stuff was supposed to, like, space crew was trying to carry that weight. And you can't have a group that we did not see on screen carry that weight. Like, I did feel things for scenes with, like, Murphy and Amori. Because I think that you can break up relationships off screen. I don't think that you can put them together. Because you miss, like, all the, like, meat of it. Like, you can break people up. You can have people be angry when they come back on screen. And what you're watching should be them, like, patching things up and, like, learning to come together, work together in love, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When you do the other stuff off screen, you lose the heart of it. Like, you lose, like, your investment in it. Well, okay. So, since that was clearly some salt, um, let's, <laughs> let's, let's move on to your, your sandwich, Bubs. Um, I, I, I wanted to ask you one thing, Joe, to consider. Okay. About your rock rock bottom sketchy hypothesis. <laughs> that is that is not a theory. Is that also trademarked? Yes. So let me ask you, Joe. Do you think that is that if your theory is true, do you think that is effective storytelling over three whole seasons of television? I think that it certainly could be. I think that 
that having a character who was set up, I'm speaking about Clark specifically in this, Mm -hmm. like, because, you know. Knowing that your show could end at any moment because your ratings suck. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I'm saying in terms of just like an option for a character um, and that we were kind of really built up from her, you know, seasons one, season two, and how destroyed she was supposed to have been after Mount Weather. I think that it is, I think it, it could have been great storytelling and it still could be great storytelling. Um, but I, I think, you know, again, we will need, I will even need me, plot force person who is much more fine with a lack of character moments. I will need more stuff in season six of Clark becoming aware of just how far she fucking fell. Because okay. I think a lot of it was her sort of, compartmentalizing and we've talked about she was good at compartmentalizing we saw it in season three we saw it a little bit in season four um season five was her sort of like thinking that kind of what she wanted was maybe not what she wanted like or at least how it came to pass maybe you know being like yay i miss my friends oh fuck this is not at all what i wanted this is kind of what i have been ptsding um on the back burner for six years while i was like you know dyeing my hair with berries with maddie um, so I think, yes, it could be a great arc, um, especially if it is something that has had that much history and like so much stuff to be able to point to and say, oh, this has been building for that long, mm-hmm. whether or not they'll be able to like pull off sort of the, the nosedive, the, the bottom of the parabola and have and have Clark, you know, come up again um, in season six. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I would argue that she reached her rock bottom the, the moment she stuck a gun to, next to her head. Um and that she pulled out of that nosedive as soon as she found Eden and found Maddie, and that this season has just been a very poor um, example of storytelling. I, I wouldn't say that that was her rock bottom, though. I, I, I she think... was about to commit suicide. That's yeah. not her rock bottom. Okay, <laughs> but that's that's Clark has had so many rock bottoms. Look, you can't you can't take a serialized television show with no definable end to it and have your main character be in a rock-bottom nosedive for three out of your five seasons. That is bad storytelling. Do that with a different character. Do that with somebody different. Like do that Murphy. With, uh, uh, when they yes. sent him off with Jaha, and you didn't have to worry about it. You're like, oh, who? Fuck Murphy. Yeah, go with Jaha. No one cares. <laughs> your main protagonist should not be somebody that your audience won't give a fuck about after, after you know, five years of, of storytelling. I mean, it's I mean, just, and, it's, it's, and you're it's ridiculous. That opinion. It's just ridiculous um, storytelling. Bubs. Yes. Give me your sandwich. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> I, I think, like, a lot of things got touched above. Um, oh, I'm talking about the run sheet. Um, Can we touch below? Is that... Touch below. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, um, so I guess, like, I did really love the start of the season. Like, I was on the edge of my seat. I think I talked about the pacing a lot, which is really important to me. Um, and I was just, like, so sold on a lot of the early stuff, and I, I tried to rewatch um, the season for the podcast, and <laughs> I, I, th- I think I made it to, like, my sympathies, 507, like, halfway through 507, probably, I know, thank you, um, and it was so funny that there were, like, a lot of moments, like, early on, like, in 504, when, um, Bellamy is radioing to Raven and Murphy, like, telling them what's up. And he goes, oh, somebody wants to say hi. And Clark comes on the radio, and they're like, oh, my God, Clark. And then Clark, you know, they're having, like, this very emotional talk. 
And then Clark goes, we'll talk more when this is over. <laughs> and I was like, you guys aren't going to talk again. <laughs> this is it. Like, you're going to try to shoot Raven. And then you're going to silently communicate with her and electrocute her. That's it. Like, that's all I get. <laughs> and, it, and it's just like, I really wish I would have had the time to like, um, I, I, we talked about this in Slack, but like to go back and just make a video or a PowerPoint presentation of all the conversations our main characters have had with each other. Because guys, like, it's shockingly terrible. And like, you know, we had Kane who had just talked to Dioza all oh, season and nothing happened. You could take them both out of the story and nothing changes. Oh, no, except a bunch of people die because Kane's a fucking idiot well, no, and an asshole. It's like, Diosa could have d- betrayed them by her. Or no, McCreary was going to betray them anyways. You don't need both either characters. <laughs> so, um, yep. oh, wait, going back to the positives. <laughs> so <laughs> Try harder. Um, yeah, so in 502, there was a scene with Kane and Abby where um, they're in, this is after um, the the farm station people tried to take back the bunker. Um, and so Kane and Abby are shackled to like some, I don't know what it was, a fire hydrant. Um, and, and they're talking and, um, and they're upset because Kane didn't take Abby out of the bunker and let her die the way that she had requested. Um, so... Kane is explaining, he's like, I wouldn't do that. A, because I love you. B, because you're a doctor. Duh. Which, duh. Thank you, Kane, for pointing out that very true fact. Um, but she goes, she goes, and why, why do you want to float me up on the ark? And it was like, it was such a great callback because, yeah, he, he was going to float her on the ark. Like, like bringing it back to consistency of story, which this season in the back half failed so miserably at. Um, and so for me, that was a moment where I'm like, this is when this, when the show is good, when it remembers all the things that have happened and it calls back to them in ways that are like not stiff and like overdone. Um, and so I thought that like, as much as like Cabby is like, usually like, I don't have that much interest in them. Um, they can be cute. I really liked the over fifties orgasm scene from, um, five (laughs) Oh or four Oh six, four, five. Anyways. Wow. Whenever that was. You are an ageist. I know. I thought that was great. It was sexy. <laughs> um, old people sexy. Old people sexy. <laughs> um, so things. Well, it's like kind of like that. saying, "Oh, you have such a good accent." You're. Yeah. There are good no, accents. No, I was just saying that's like a, like you're saying that's still ages because you're saying, "Oh, you're fifty, but well, you no, have a good accent." I'm saying that they don't show it a lot on on TV, <laughs> but they showed it, and it was super sexy. Sexy old yeah. people. I mean, who else has had an O scene except for, Clark. I guess, Nitavia? Or, Nar- wait, Nylark? Nylark a bit, yeah. Ponte, yeah. uh, shut up. Well, that, that was, like, pre-O, <laughs> That was, like, pre-O. Yeah, that was, yeah. Um, that was, but that was that was close though. That has been like that was like nobody's touched my my dirty ass for like three months. <laughs> oh, uh, type thing. oh yeah, like I have oh. a lot of questions about that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this podcast is going to be like places where air horns were not needed or deserved. <laughs> That's when we're misplaced. Them. Our audience is going to yes. turn. <laughs> yeah, um, probably. So what else, Bubs? Okay, so other good things that well. 
Um, yeah, I just, I, I liked the worms at first. I thought that was great. Like, I love, like, body horror. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that a weird following this one away. Stuff, <laughs> stuff to, stuff to know about bugs. Yeah, <laughs> I really loved the scene, like, to, to, like, um, bring it home, what Octavia was to these people, having that scene in the desert where everyone was using their body to shield her, including her Against brother, glass. which makes sense because it's Flying her brother. shards of glass. Exactly. Like, I loved that. Like, I thought it was just, like, such a... A humbling moment? I don't know. Well, in such a great way to, like, have Dioza also call it out and being like, fuck, my people are not that loyal to me. Exactly, like, and that that's went nowhere. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah. And so, um... Speaking of the worms, was there, like, a false Chekhov's gun? Yeah. When, yes, yes. Yeah. When well, Clark, that's what I said, like, when I liked it threw, first. When Clark threw the larva in the desert, the camera... I was like, that's gonna be a problem. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, the camera well, stayed on it. They lived in the desert. The desert was literally full of them. Like that's so what, I don't understand people like saying return that. Return them to their home. Exactly. Like go home, yeah. be free. Did like, she, she just like? Did she set them on fire or something? I can't. No, remember. No, they just you just see them in the desert. But like I, I did think that they would come in. Like I thought maybe she kept one or something because that's the Clark thing to do. Have a backup plan. Pocket worms. Pocket worms. Polly worm. Um, are you guys ready to? Yes. Now that we're laughing, move on to the next section. Wait, what no, about Bob's top bun? Oh, it. did you have do... a top bun? I'm sorry. Well, I didn't even get to my dislikes. <laughs> oh my wow, god. Wow. Okay. Well, no. Your I guess dislikes are kind of broad, though. They're really broad. Yeah. Um, I guess if I could just sum it up with like the most important dislikes, I would say that. Relating to the things I liked, 501 to 505, there were a lot of things that were set up that were really interesting to me. Like, again, like, I think I agree that Dioza was such a great character, and I was excited to see, like, why she was there and what would happen of that. Um, and so things like that, like, threads were just dropped. And that was, like, the biggest problem with the season to me. And going back to, like, Shaheen saying, like, or, no, Joe, you said that we didn't have a problem till like, um, 5.12, 5.13. The reason for that was because I kept thinking that these threads would be picked up again, and they just hadn't been picked up yet. Like, so that, that, that whole thing was not sealed until we got to the end, and it was very clear that we did not have time to come back to all of these plot setups. Like limited, limited worm resources. Yeah. We don't have time. Everything just got dropped. And so all the things that should have meant something and should have been part of the story were a waste of time. And, and that became like super clear when we just started spinning our wheels. And then we got to 512 and we're like, well, this is the beginning of the finale. And we're, it's, it's just like, it's so hard to talk about because it it's like so upsetting. Um, <laughs> but like, I just. You haven't cried yet. I'm disappointed. <laughs> Yes, we still got time. It's, there's a lot of time left for me to cry. I'm sure I will. Um, so I I just, I, I'm so confused. And I said this a lot, like online, in Slack, on Twitter, DMs. Like, I don't understand what happened because it seemed like there was a clear idea. It seemed like they knew what they were doing. And like what, what Shaheen talks about, about like everything servicing the end game. I don't think that that's clear until like the late middle that like, that happened, that, like, ruined everything. I felt like there was someone driving the ship in a coherent direction, and I don't know what happened. <laughs> and I don't know why the actor's commentary do not line up with anything we saw on screen, for the most part, except for, like, Octavia, which... 
hers do line up. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I feel like they couldn't have cut a ton from hers, though, and, like, still had the season happen. And, um, and that's the thing. Did they cut a ton? Like, I, I want to say, like, them admitting that things were cut would be, like, the biggest, the best PR move for them to say that, like, no, there was, like, coherent, great story that wrapped up all the things that you saw happen on screen, <laughs> but we had to cut them for reasons. Sorry. <laughs> like, Sorry. we lost. The we're footage. not actually terrible writers. <laughs> Um, But the thing is, okay, they've been doing this for for four years now. Going into fifth season, they should know what their script needs to look like in order to make everything fit on screen. And it it just didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just... mm. I don't think I don't think stuff was cut. I don't think a lot of stuff hit the editing floor that would have made a a huge difference. I do only because of the actors, of, of what the actors said. I think the actors are trying to interpret what they look i don't trust the actors to really understand everything about this show because they know their parts really well but they don't necessarily look at it from a twenty thousand foot view like we always do yeah and i you know i don't think that they're sitting there deconstructing it they've never been so off base maybe when they are in i think that when they are in a scene and they have to go deep for an emotion they're going to say that that was one of the emotional you know, things that they've ever done on screen. But I don't know if that actually is going to translate um, to us a- as we watch it because, yes, they're crying and whatnot, but it's the scene is falling a little flat because the work to get to that scene hasn't taken place for us as, as the audience. Um, they're doing a lot more work than we are doing sitting on our couches. So I think there's just I a mean, disconnect. I mean, I feel like I'm trying to do a lot of work. And even in, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm done doing work. It. Girl... <laughs> Look, I am done. I am done trying to fill the fill the gaps with my head cannon. It is no longer worth it for me to do that heavy lifting. I'm too fucking lazy. The show no, should be doing this for me. I feel that way too, but only because That's nothing why it's on connects. the CW. It's not like HBO nothing where they're sense. trying to like be high. Oh art come on, Westworld's on the oh, HBO. West, oh, Westworld's West, a garbage. Westworld fire. season two is is a dumpster fire of I don't know what the fuck they're trying to do. Um, I thought season where, one was a dumpster fire. I called it. Where are you in your salt sandwich, Buzz? Buzz? Oh, I'm in the middle. So then, okay, okay. Getting back to good stuff. <laughs> getting back to good stuff. I only wrote acting, but I think that like the I was like, come on. I I thought that like the poncho last, poncho poncho. <laughs> um, I think that the last. 20 minutes of the finale were great. I totally cried about Marper. Um, I did think it was true. Were you a Marper shipper before? Did you give a fuck about Marper before? No, of course not. Um, I mean, I, every time they're on skin, I'm like, oh, that's sweet. But, like, I'm not invested. I'm not out reading Marper fic. Like, it's not, I think that it's they're not too something nice. that keeps me awake like, at night. I don't want to read fic about two people having, like, crying sex every time. Yeah, like, but wouldn't I you want to read... Boring. Actually, now that I'm talking about it, like, wouldn't you want to read a, a fic where they're, like, really weird and bad? Like they just like really weird. Like stuff. They're, they're, like <laughs> the reason why they stayed together is that they are both into it's each other's dark. Yes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> can you like, see that? I can totally like, see you asked me that question, and like I'm not gonna say yes. What about wait, Shaheen? Where are you on the Marper? Um. What do you mean? Like, were you? Do I, I like it or not? Like, were you? Did you give a fuck about Marper? Like. I know that you say that you don't um, like, ship, but then occasionally you do, and so I can't yeah. remember where you are on your. <laughs> I I kind of ship the side ships, like <laughs> I ship Memory. I like um, Memory. Yeah, Marper. I like Marper. Marper was fine. Do they was, make you feel anything? Are you invested? Well, the way that they originally connected was a little nebulous. Um, 
Yeah, like it felt like Harper was just looking for like an escape. But I get I get that people can connect that way. Um so I guess they did develop a deeper connection after after that. So yeah, I, it was fine. I didn't have any problems. Do you read fan fiction for them? No. Would you read a jelly fan fiction? <laughs> I don't read any fan fiction. But would you? <laughs> would you? <laughs> I'm sure that there's jelly fan fiction out there. There what? There's some weird shit. Jelly fan fiction. What's jelly fan fiction? <laughs> Jaha and Ellie. <laughs> what the fuck, Jen? Oh, um, I'm sorry. I don't know all the ship. Yeah, names. I would read that. <laughs> Though I didn't I'll ship find jelly. You one. I mean. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. We were never told what Six is like in the City of Lights. So. I know. I'm there, still, oh, upset you're about still this. on this. Jeez. There is a fic where Clark has sex with Abby in the City of Lights. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Abby, her mother? Yes. Why? I, I don't know. I didn't read it. <laughs> what? Oh my god. Why? I'm trying not to kink shame, but there's just certain things <laughs> no, that should not happen. I, I mean, no. I'm not in the into world it of whatsoever. fantasy. <laughs> Here's the thing with incest fic. Uh, shit, I wish I hadn't started this. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, not to be a mom cyst, but the mom angle. I don't read incest fic at difficult. all, nor do I ship incest ships. But I, And maybe it's because I'm an only child that I have an easier time stomaching the idea of sibling Cest versus Ugh. parental cest. Ugh. What about Elsa and Anna? Well, they should have just been not like obviously they should have been like third cousins to start <laughs> with. Like they so want to bang. First cousins um, is legal in like thirty two states. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like mom and kid. Like I feel like if you came out of someone's bits, you don't get to go back to them eighteen years later. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, so hey, first cousin is actually encouraged in the Middle East. Really? Why? Yeah, a lot of times the uh, um, cousins are like named for each other as soon as they're born. Oh, weird. Do they keep them apart for the Westmark effect? <laughs> What's the Westmark effect? So. Kids who are around each other for like the first six years of life um, develop what's called the Westmark effect, where they're like not attracted to each other no matter what. Like they have like oh. the sibling like repulsion. Interesting. See, even nature does it. I had to. I had to research this for a Dark Angel argument <laughs> <laughs> I had about ships. Anyways, oh, oh thanks for. It. I oh, love that this was our God. education. Um. <laughs> All right, but you learn something new every day. Your sandwich. <laughs> no. Where where are we with that? Oh, so good stuff again. Um, what did I just talk about? And no, I don't remember. Um, I oh. loved the acting. I thought that the acting was on par. Everybody, right? The acting is never off. bad. The acting is never bad. Um, I, I, and like that's what makes it so I, hard to like hate on this show right now because and I the just production like, value keeps getting better. Yes, like everyone involved, shot. apart from. Whoever decided the direction for the season, that's where I'll leave it. You know, music, props, cinematography, directing, acting, all of that was top-notch what we've come to expect from the show. And I hate that I feel this way about the show right now because they did such a good job and they don't deserve this. They deserve, like, all the love that they should be getting for the season. And it sucks that the story shit on itself and that we're here. <laughs> um, I uh, I think that was my sad trombone. I feel, but 
I feel sorry. I feel sorry for the actors that they have some of the lines that they have to, oh, to say. How do they deliver like, them? Like, how do you say Eden never stood a chance oh. and deliver that? How do you deliver that line? Two that line that was garden. clearly written to be a mic drop moment. Head and heart. Look how smart I am as a writer. Mic drop from Jason Rothenberg. So awful. Why? Mm. I need to go get another beer. Can but the pause? writers, I mean, everything else around the show is top notch. The one thing I got to ask you guys, this has been bugging me. Yeah. In then, regards to the Is music. this about there we'll not being a, a Bellamy Echo song? No, it's 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 about the music. Do you guys miss them using um, contemporary music? No, I prefer without contemporary music. I, like I miss a mix. contemporary music. I like I, we had a couple. I miss I miss season two, man. I, I there miss were a few contemporary song. Well, like, do you mean contemporary as in like stuff with vocals or like yeah, stuff that you would like, recognize? I I miss that we had Radiohead in season one. I miss mm. that we had we had like knocking on heaven's door in season two. Like there was some good music, man. <laughs> I can't even I mean, hear that song Violet anymore. Theme season three. I liked I liked the song that we got um, during. I think it was like, was it 505, 506, whichever one um, where everything went to shit and uh, Maddie ended up fighting um, Ethan in front of Abby. 507. In um, front of Abby? I'm, or in front of uh, No, no, Clark. in front of Octavia. Okay. Sorry. And where Maddie started. Was, yeah. And so they, um, there was like this sort of like, you know, some guy singing or whatever. Like it was, it was a good song. Like I liked that. Um, but for the most part, I would prefer instrumental huh. for me. Am I the only one? I guess I like I'm, I like a mix. I miss contemporary music. Yeah, I like I like a mix too. I think everything that Tree does is so great, but I do. There, I think that there are some moments um, that could benefit from having like lyrics that go along with it. I guess um, because I like think more that radio, just more Radiohead. That's all I need. Uh, <laughs> uh, the old, the creep <laughs> song is my favorite song ever. Um, Shaheen, do you have musical feels? Uh, not really. No musical no. angst. <laughs> great, great talk. Great well, talk I guess that's a good moment for us to take a quick uh, pee break before we come back. Is that? It's, it's a I'm gonna make some break. more microwave tea. All right, five yum, minutes. Yum, yum. I'm gonna heat up some fries. God damn it! Okay. Oh, gross. <laughs> okay, bye. I ate cold May. fries earlier, but I'm not really a fry person. Okay, bye. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's move back into whatever the fuck is on this run sheet. Um, this is all just weird, weird nonsense. Ah, shit! I just, what you do? I just, you spilled tea all over me. <laughs> it's hot. No one's, oh, oh, where did it land? On my arm. Oh, That's okay. okay. That's, that's okay. Fine. Burns are all right. They're cool. Chicks dig scars, I guess? I don't I'm know. I'm just glad we're uh, not going to have a conversation about drinking tea from your bra. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, with Joe eating with my, broth, with my boob cereal and your yeah. boob cereal for <laughs> breakfast. Yeah. Um, oh, that's all right. Let's, uh, let's move into a ma- a totally made up section called best meme headcanon and dumb fandom shit. Um, hopefully, this will be semi. I'm, I, I tried to pick some other sections that would at least let us have some levity and and stupidity with what we liked about the season. <laughs> um, so best, I, I liked your Shaheen. What? Why don't you? Why don't you tell us about it? How is this even um, fun? <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> Shut up, Jen. So I'm gonna go best uh, best head cannon. I'm gonna go with babies for fertilizer. <laughs> Um, that would have been 
potato. That would have solved so many problems with this season. <laughs> Go on. I love that this is your sort of the cornerstone that they were lacking. Yeah. Here's a pl- here's the plot fix. <laughs> Please, yeah, so if it was Shane. like the dark year should have been babies for fertilizer, and that <laughs> that Move would over, have explained. Carrie Fisher, here comes the plot, the, the script doctor. <laughs> <laughs> like I would have had such an easier time understanding Octavia. <laughs> I would have had an easier time understanding Abby. I would have had an easier time understanding Kane. It all makes sense if we like make people. <laughs> I would have understood. <laughs> Why Octavia burned the farm, which would have solved the problem of why are they? (laughs) Well, no, think if Octavia was pregnant and like aborted her fetus and ate it in front of everybody. It would have explained why, why people, not eat it, just use it as fertilizer. It would have explained why everyone thought Octavia was so pivotal. To their survival and why they're like, they were damn, so loyal she was willing to, to keep yeah, the babies. Yeah. Could pe- couldn't they just use people poop for fertilizer? Why is it got to be babies? I think that has well, like what a, else are you going to do with the babies? It has well, like that's a the point. Some schmeiss something about something, issue. babies, you know, whatever, right? It doesn't matter. But the point, <laughs> it would have solved so many problems. I love that your plot fix <laughs> is, it's is all, babies. It's, it's just <laughs> horrifying. <babies> specifically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, speaking of fertilizer, Jen. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, One of the things I really enjoyed this season, um, especially in my reviews that you can find over on DeclareShenanigans.com, I love painting a character. (laughs) I hate her so much. Okay, but how is she different from Echo? What do you mean? Excuse me? How how is she different from Echo? Where's that one uh, post-it note, Bubs? But I, I'm asking. It's, I'm not fixating. I'm asking. How is she different from from Echo? I don't know. We've gotten like two and a half more seasons of information about Echo. We have, but we know that Kara is from Farm Station. We know that like her ancestors went through the blight. We know that she's gone through like the culling. She went through um, Arcadia burning down. She went through having to cast out like lots of her people to be in the bunker. And so her she face stole is stupid and she's a suck up. That's what. Okay. That's, I mean, <laughs> fair. <laughs> she is. Her face up, is Echo? stupid. But I, I just think that like we know more about her and we understand like why she, she's loyal as fuck, right? Um, not really. I don't know. I don't want to compare her to Echo. You're, you're ruining my fun. <laughs> Continue on about your love of Kara Cooper, Jen. I hate Kara Cooper so much that I now love her. Poncho! Oh, Poncho, get your Come shit on. together. I've given you so many treats. Stop. Stop it. Somebody's somebody's spoiled. Oh, he's so um, spoiled. I'll, do, you, do you mind if I go, Bubs? Or... So, so I had Captain Daddy mm-hmm. as as one of my favorite um, fandom memes that everyone lost their fucking minds about. I feel like we went into like the CW's promo- sorry the 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 one intern with a with a bunk copy of no they don't even give them Photoshop they give them GIMP they don't even like buy Photoshop <laughs> for the CW intern that edits all of their promo materials. Um, 
but like the 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 Bella meme and like all of the other like ridiculous promos that we got before the show, like I feel like we went into this season much like we kind of at least the Klexa fandom went into season three with just like top tier memeing and making fun of things. Um, and we got a lot of that at the beginning of the season, which was also pretty great. Um, but then, yeah, the fun sort of, fun. once everyone started the dying, fun, the fun, the fun sort of p- depleted. Well, the fun about but, Captain Daddy was that, like, Bellamy was, like, Heike always a dad, and then he wasn't yeah. at all the whole season. <laughs> Yay. So fun. <laughs> Except at the end. He didn't even, he like, became... interact with, like, Maddie at all, basically. Well, he, he became a su- his, his subject. He, yeah, he, 503. What? Well, he became his. He became her subject. Yes. At the end of the show, he deferred which makes so to her much for, sense. Yeah. For, hey, yeah. Sh- hey, Maddie, twelve-year-old who doesn't understand technology, should we go into cryo sleep or no? I don't think that that was the reason for it. They knew that they needed Maddie to be on board so that the rest of the grounders would believe. Would, would well, believe. all Clark had to do was to slap a shock collar on her and force Maddie um, to make the grounders believe. I mean, that's that's supposed to be a fun section. Oh, I know. It's so hard to be lighthearted and happy about anything this season. Well, you loved hating on Kara Cooper and you laughed at Shaheen's babies. Um, Well, I mean, that's just so absurdly horrifying. Well, well, dead babies are just funny. I mean, let's face it. I mean, that's like a a cornerstone of, of comedy. Um, Bubs. <laughs> yes. Maybe your comedy. <laughs> Bubs, what's your uh, oh. what's your favorite stupid fandom show? I, I was like, I guess I'm a second for Captain Dad because at the time I really liked it. It was um, funny, but then it it just never came to fruition. What was the point was of like, that whole mug? What was the point? It was just like have Jason, something else on the mug. <laughs> Jason was trying to have fun with the fandom. He was trying to be. He was trying to hang. He was trying to be the cool dad. Yeah. Guess what? Doesn't work, guys. Abusive dad. <laughs> Um, so I liked, um, there was that poster of Bellamy <laughs> coming, jumping down. <laughs> oh my god, Bellamy. what was that? And that was their terrible CW promo department not hiring a real graphic designer. Oh my god. That's what all of this is. Where you're just like, what are you doing? That was awful. Oh my god. But like, I, I love mean, that whatever, everyone... Like it got- <laughs> everyone repurposed it. I think it's still... Um, what's Maybe it's it, on purpose. It's like still Bob's like Twitter thing. His, I'm his, trying to check right now. Avatar? Yeah, it's like him. No, it's it's Roan as a centaur and Bellamy writing Roan the centaur. <laughs> it, I mean, it's, I like it's when, when we, I is there fic for that, Bubs? Probably. Oh no, it's just the horse. But someone remade it into a centaur. I just don't know. Where oh, it I is. did. It was it was the Roan centaur. Oh, the, was it you? Centaur. Yeah, that was oh my me. God, it was so good. I forgot that you even did it, and I still liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Bubs. I feel so validated. Okay. Oh, um. Yay! So we had some stupid shit in fandom. Uh, let's move on to petty shit. Oh, this is fun. I, I, well, this yeah. Is, let's be petty. Do you guys have five Shaheen. hours? <laughs> so, um, apart from the MVP LVP stuff, this is this was the section that I was the least certain about. So I don't know if this. Oh, is, of like what to put? Yeah. Um, so I don't know if. Sorry, this my is, sorry, my ideas are dumb. No, you did a good job. No, it's it's not you, it's me. Um. <laughs> did I just watch a breakup? God damn it. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if this is funny, but like 
Um, Kane wanted to create a place where people would debate ideas. I was like, lol, man. Like, that's... <laughs> is that like a meta comment on the show? It's like, yeah, that's exactly what we need, man. The place where people fucking debate ideas. Because no And, one ever debates ideas. <laughs> They just fucking We're go ahead with their stupid talk. ideas. <laughs> yeah. Nobody ever talks on this show. <laughs> like, why do so, you yeah. even need radios? That's some irony. Um, what about you, Bubs? What's what's some petty what's some petty shit you've got? Oh, I, this I really tried in the section because all my petty shit was not funniest. <laughs> so I guess the only thing that was like sort of funniest was like was is Kane's hair growth synonymous with his stupidity growth? <laughs> It has like, to we're be. at top knot status, and this is beyond <laughs> like scruff. Like it. it That is. And he is certifiably the idiot ball of the Yeah, system. I mean, at least uh, Abby has, like, pills she can, like, explain away her stupidity on. Because, you know, addiction is a real tough thing. Yeah. But Kane is, is just sober and sanctimonious. <sighs> it used to be that his beard signified his wisdom. Did it, though? But yeah, honestly, but then he went, like, man bun and it's all out the My favorite Kane is season one, Kane. I'm sorry. Ugh. I'm oh, sorry. Really? You have Because problems with facial he, hair. Well, no, no, no. It's not even about That's the like facial so hair. But yes, I did prefer him smooth. Um, but he he had principles. To me, those principles made sense. Where it was like, you know, he he felt that he was tasked with keeping everyone alive, and that's what he was doing. And everything he did reflected that. Like the, it, there was no compromising of those ideals. He wasn't just an asshole to be an asshole, even though he's an asshole. Like, so to me, that made sense. Once we deviated from that, like, I liked it at first because it was kind of like coming to terms with, like, you can inject a little heart into leadership while still being principled and um, helping continue your people's lives. Um, but then we got into season three and I was just like, okay, tourist cane, Mr. Like, idiot ball cane. <laughs> and that's kind of continued. And I think the season was like the height of it. Um, so yeah, that's all I have to say. That wasn't funny. Sorry. <laughs> I, I fully agree. The moment that Cain well, went to Jesus top knot, I was like, oh no, no. Oh, this, was, this was supposed to be funny stuff. Oh, oops. Mm. <laughs> wait, wait, you're petty? Sure. Mm, yeah, mine, mine's not well, so, funny. So, so I'm, I'm going to do mine only because it's, 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 uh, hair related. Well, this we all can agree on. Fix Raven's goddamn ponytail. There is no she. Her bangs are not long. Are not so short that they would not go back in the ponytail. You know, everyone's hair oh, sucks awful. except for Murphy, Monty, <clears throat> Abby, and Maddie. But Abby's hair hasn't changed. Yeah, like, Monty and Murphy definitely got Great. the best season five Great. makeover. Somebody cut like Bali's hair. Short hair. Oh yeah, I but did who? Too. Where did Gaia get peroxide? Uh, the same place Clark does. <sighs> <laughs> like <laughs> um point is those two str like stringy pieces like i kind of just expected her to like also wear a black choker and we'd time warp back to 1996 like am i watching the craft like what are we doing <laughs> no she was too sweet for the craft mm. uh, maybe fuck. me like a bit on a the feather craft. stiff as a board um Oh, that's your 90s movie reference, though, everyone. We, we oh, well, there that you one go. Also. You're welcome, <laughs> everyone. Yeah, so she was, like, 90s 90s hot if she added a choker. Um, it, I, just fix your fucking ponytail. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, yeah, in retrospect, Clark had really bad hair. I was not. I was never a fan. Uh, I, was, I was a fan of Clark's hair 
in the in the flash forward at the end of season four. Like I thought that looked good, but I don't know what happened this season. It's a weird like poodle thing. I and we know that she doesn't have a blow dryer and crimping iron and shit, so yeah. I'm just really confused. Like, there's no reason that dirty, unwashed Clark would have dried out hair. Can't like, we it's just, just have full of oil. One Clark again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, can, I, they can at least put some like putty or something in that hair to give it some. Just it, get I it. I mean, it should be like everyone something. should just be greasy motherfuckers. I mean, you need some you need some serum in that hair. It can't be frizzy like that. She's a hot oil treatment. Something. Maybe she was waiting Honestly. for the oil plants to have enough berries. <laughs> I don't know. God damn it. Um, Jen, do you have petty shit? Uh, yes, if I have petty shit, but it's not funny. It is truly petty. Let's just say it. It needs to be said. Okay. All right. I'm saying it. God damn it. As soon as I was going to hit my air horn, my phone went to... Okay, so I I think that Jason Rothenberg needs to get the fuck off Twitter again. <laughs> um, I I hate to say it, but the dude just he can't he. Uh, it's so why, spiteful. Why do white men constantly just dig their own graves over and over and over again when it comes to Dealing with people on Twitter. I do not understand. Like, where is Can we not make button? it about race or gender for once? Mm, what, is this, no, what does this have because, to do with white men? Because white men seem to have this proclivity for putting foot in mouth over and over again and not realizing their foot is in their mouth and they keep putting it in there. And it's just like... Just because you I don't have a see thought any doesn't make it race important. Or no, it, it is, the connection is that, like, so they are the most privileged group well, of all time. Yeah, well, and so everything that they opinions, say is important and needs yes, to be said. Every, yeah, they, it's it's like how everyone is. It's raised. only recent that we're telling them that to shut up. Yeah, men have this feeling that's been reinforced through time. Well, their entire yeah, so like <laughs> their opinion. Yeah, is is very worthy of being heard, like you guys have just said. But, like, everyone else doesn't have that. We all kind of, like, try to check ourselves and, like, or just know that, like, our opinion doesn't matter. I don't know. Yeah, there has to be some self-awareness that not everything you say is is good of enough value. to be said, is of value, and will be taken in the way that... I, he just doesn't know how to express himself very well, which is weird for a writer. Um, can I, I would take can that I message about something he did leave. that, like, really bothered me? Wait, wait, sorry, can can we can we just Shaheen was I think finishing up his Okay. Oh, I was just gonna question. say I, I, I agree with the message, just leave the their race and gender out of it. Well, I mean it's why though? Why are you telling three women who are telling you why we are saying race and gender? Why are you telling us that I we don't leave see it the out connections of out of nowhere. Well, we do it, as, not, there as is women no, who have seen this. There time. are tons of obnoxious brown and black people on Twitter. There's not, it has nothing to do with race or gender. I disagree. But anyways. Um, <laughs> I was obnoxious on Facebook. But I'm did people quite... uphold what you were saying as like this important thing? No one, like, look at what we were doing right now. Isn't it ironic? No one upholds what white men say anymore. Like, but, that, but that's why that's... you get to say this. You don't get to say this about any other It's group. a criticism of it. But like we're, well, so we're just a podcast clipped. that we have like a limited listening. Look, we're not we're not a showrunner who has hundreds of thousands of followers and a show on TV. 
with um, which he like can express his followers. It's artistic vision. <laughs> but it, like what, so what bothered me about like his, and it's like an example of like what he does wrong on Twitter. So as a Bullark fan, there's a Twitter handle I follow called Info Bullark, and it has like 17,000 followers. Um, Jesus. And so oh. they, for the most part, have always been supportive. Like literally they had like two negative tweets this season, two and this is, like, in the history, and, like, I've been following them forever. In the history of all their tweets, it's always been positive stuff. They had two negative things. And on one of those negative tweets, that's when Jason Rothenberg decided to retweet and comment. After all of the promotion, all the, like, charity projects that they've done, everything that they've done for the show, one of their negative tweets was what he acknowledged and retweeted. And so that's, like, one example. City of Feels is, like, a reaction video that, again, promotes the show nonstop. They had one negative thing this season, and that is the first time he ever calls them out, retweets them. And so it's, like, all of these people who, like, have left the show, have, like, blood, sweat, and tears for the show, the only time he acknowledges them is to tell them that they're wrong. (laughs) And not none of the to other stuff. actually them? Yeah, and, and none of the other stuff. None of the good stuff. He's never like, thank you. Like, yes. Like, I'm so happy that you watched the show. Never, ever, ever. He only called out those two negative things. And to me, it was just like the most disappointing thing to see. Because like, what does that say? Like, he, he doesn't care at all unless his ego is slightly bruised. Bonsai. Oh my God, Bonsai. Bonsai. Sorry, the, the Damn front it, door. Poncho. Hold on. I'm going to mute for, like, two seconds. I'll be right back. God damn it, Poncho. That damn dog. Dogs are the worst, aren't they? I know. Why do you have dogs? Where is... Where is Why? Where? Oh, he's in the bed. Um. So after this, we'll I'm back. this along. Oh, hey! Hi. Did um, you throw Poncho out the window? No, I'm carrying him like a baby. Oh, oh I'm sure he M-G. loves that. Um, let's move on to uh, unpopular opinions. Unpopular um, opinions. Where there's... The season framework. was great! <laughs> no, seriously. What's the unpopular opinion? Like, I think that's the only one. I don't know. It's weird. Like, why does this... Why does the finale have one of the highest ratings on IMDb? Bot reviews? Is it I, is I, it is it is it Clexas <laughs> who are just like back on the the Clexa train because Maddie I mentioned Lexa so. once? I mean, I, I don't, don't understand so. what who. I mean, my 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 crypting my cryptedness on on creeping on Clexa stuff. No, I, I don't think that there was um, like sort of an upswell of of Clexas now that they started me- mentioning Lexa again. No, I don't think so. I mean, and who, like. Who in likes plus, the season? Like, is it because it was the best episode of the season? So people, or it was like I didn't think the it was. best episode after a lot of bad episodes, and <laughs> so people just loved it. I still don't even think that's true. I mean, it well, had a good twenty minutes, and that was it. That was it. With so, a lot of a lot I of stuff we had setup. to ignore to enjoy those twenty minutes. I think so it's a setup. Shaheen, what was what was your unpopular opinion? So um, I guess. This was unpopular with you guys <laughs> when I ranted on about it um, during the dark year. So I'm not going to rant too much about it anymore. But just I just I just don't buy Octavia's quote unquote dilemma with the whole cannibalism thing in the dark year um, that she thought that she had to either let everyone die or murder some people to get them back in line. 
Um, I feel like that was entirely manufactured and didn't make sense for a multitude of reasons. So, I mean, I'm going to just list a few of them. It wasn't clear what, what Kane and others' objections... Right. <laughs> a, not to be whatever, but A. <laughs> it wasn't clear what Kane and others' objection to cannibalism was. It was never really explicitly addressed. Mm-hmm. Was it an ethical objection? Were they right, just like disgusted? Right, like we're all just supposed to assume that it's bad, and you're like, I don't know, man, I'm pretty hungry. And you gotta like, try yeah. it first. And right. <laughs> just eat a bite, and if you don't like it, you don't have to finish it, but you at least have to try I mean, a bite. If it's been two years since you've had spit bacon, it out into your napkin. I mean, come on, right? Like, God, don't be rude. Do you guys Kate. not know how to fudge that you're eating something? Jesus, they died so that you could live. The least you could do is be respectful. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, um, drop them in the toilet later on when nobody's looking. Doesn't that just happen anyway? No, I'm saying like when you when you're a kid and you spit that was a poop your joke, Jen. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying when you're a kid and you spit your broccoli out into your napkin, you gotta so you gotta squirrel the, the napkin away and drop in the here toilet later. Is the thing that got me eating broccoli and my parents bullshit mashed potatoes when I was a kid. Do you remember that ad campaign that Kraft uh, American cheese slices was like as I want to say it was like late '80s, Ooh, early mid '90s, yes. where it was like put a slice of American cheese on stuff and like so that's what got me eating broccoli. Broccoli and like like bullshit mashed potatoes. Because my parents never added anything to their mashed potatoes. It was literally just potatoes that no had then been mashed. Wait, it's whoa, whoa, gross. no, wait, not even salt. I mean, like a little, but like they're no, dry. No butter. No, no, no milk. They're gross. Jesus like, Christ! I never understood why people liked eating mashed potatoes. It wasn't until I went over to like a childhood friend's house and they ate. Like those box package mashed potatoes, the ones that you add water Ooh, to, and yeah. I was like, "These are delicious!" Because okay. holy shit, it actually tasted like something. Um, but no, like all they needed was was a little slice of American cheese, a little melty melt, and uh, you know, cheese makes everything better, better. especially right? if it's like Velveeta. If it's plastic cheese, yeah. Oh my god, plastic cheese is great. <laughs> the orangier, the better. Yeah, I like. I low key, well, high key. I low key love the the American cheese that's on McDonald's cheeseburgers. It's like better than Kraft Singles because it's not as weirdly melty. There's something oh, so it stays plasticky or yes, there's something exceptionally plasticky about it that it's just like it just it's so cheesy and great. I love it. Weird, amazing. Um, Sorry, I know we interrupted your cannibal. Complaint. No, I'm, I'm glad that we graduated from dick jokes to poop jokes. That's <laughs> was there a poop? Joke oh wait, no, it? isn't that the Freudian thing? Like you go genitals to anal. We and went, we went backwards. Yeah, next, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have like oral jokes next. Cool. Next season, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Mouth jokes. Um, yeah. So yeah, so the the objection to cannibalism wasn't clear, and then Abby's prediction. That she said that if these people um, refuse to eat, then everyone will die. That was nonsense, mathematically speaking. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, I talked about this during the dark episode. Um, so, like, if you have you don't n- talk about the dark here, Shaheen. <laughs> right. So, yeah, if you have n people, and let's say um, you have the C people. That's called the number of people who commit crimes. I'm not even stoned this time, and I'm still probably not going to be able to. uh, (laughs) So let's say that the total population is N, N people. And then Mm -hmm. let's say the number of people who commit crimes is C. Um, The idea is that uh, if... So the the only thing that matters is the ratio between C and N. So C over N is the ratio of of people who commit crime in that population. Call that P. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that... As long as P percent of people commit crime, will survive, 
right? There will be enough food to eat.、Mm-hmm. Now, if half of them go away, half of them die, then you have half n people total, and half c of them will commit crimes. So the ratio will remain the same. You still have p percentage of people who commit crimes. So there's it scales. There's no there's no reason why it should be unsustainable all of a sudden. If it was sustainable with 800, why isn't it not with 400?、Uh, and that's not below the threshold of like you need at least the, like 100 the, people to to survive at all. The genetic thing,、know? okay. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, that was that didn't make any sense. And then the other thing was they could have made a deal with the defectors, and they could have just said, okay, you guys, I've decided not to eat, so you're eventually gonna die. Why don't we you just? You get to die now, which is what yeah. Why don't we put you to rest? Why don't we euthanize you humanely and eat your body? Problem solved. Everyone is happy. <laughs> you guys die, and we, <laughs> well, we survive,、no、which is、happy. everyone gets what they wanted. <laughs> no one.、Um, yeah, and, like, happiness yeah. is relative, right here. That, that's, <laughs> then, a good, that's a good point, Shaheen. <laughs> like, even if they can't do that, they could have used other deterrents. You didn't have to shoot them,、um, and then. Okay, and finally, I don't understand why these people who had t- chosen to die anyway, why would they be afraid of dying? Like, why wouldn't it just be like, okay, shoot me, because I was gonna die anyway. And finally, okay, that wasn't the final thing. <laughs> the final <laughs> thing is, final, final. Octavia doesn't use guns. She doesn't. She, this is the first time she's shot someone with a gun, right? Has she ever used the gun before? I get the gun though, because if you talk about like criminology and like、um, serial killers, there's like people who use guns. It's it's like、um, flagged as someone who needs like the separation, and so you could kind of like restructure the situation as like she's so horrified by what she's doing that she uses a gun instead of a knife because the knife is like more personal. Hmm. Is this an? Is this? Another part of your studies we're unaware of. Yes, I <laughs> I went on this like sociopath. Or is this like, personal experience? For a while, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> no, I I was really interested in sociopaths for a while. So I read like the sociopath next door, the fictional story The Bad Seed,、um, and then just is this before or after Ebola. This is after. This is after. Like five years after. <laughs> But oh, but there was a really good Ebola-sounding book that I got in my email as a suggestion that I'm probably gonna read. Oh wait, so we're still doing this? Well, I might go back. Okay. No, okay. everybody loves the Ebola virus. Revisit old habits. <laughs> I mean, as long as you just watch Outbreak on repeat. Oh my like, god, Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> still, so, Renee Russo. Oh, like, it's so good. That, that if good you、movie. have not in this group, if you have not seen Outbreak, you should see it because it's so good. Classic. It's a classic. Classic nineties, yeah, yeah.、Um, fuck, where were we? What the fuck? I have no. Yeah,、idea. that was my. So、okay. I was just felt like like、Sorry. when I watched that episode, I felt like everyone was like, "Yeah, this makes total sense." And I was like, "No, this makes no. no sense." So yeah, I think we were happy that like、right. the reveal was not that it was cannibalism because duh. Um, we knew, but I agree that like <laughs> I needed more math. Like I needed to know exactly why this was imperative.、Um, That it was it was a total forced thing. I mean, yeah, not not discuss like like、um, Abby just straight out saying you don't have a choice. We don't have a choice. They have to die, eat or die. That was just、right. so. Yeah, of course, you have a choice. You just don't want to write dialogue to actually I mean, talk about it. Here's the thing: she should have eaten her baby. 
here, yes, yes. fifty-year-old weird baby, and and this this gets into my unpopular opinion as well, which is that Blood Raina, like not talking about Octavia, but Blood Raina, the like cult of personality, that was Kane and Abby's fault, like a lot, a lot their fault. Like, yeah, for them, for them to sort of blame, especially Kane, for them, for him to blame who Octavia became, given uh. the fact that like she didn't want to lead, he was her advisor. Junkie Abby was her advisor. Like by the end of it, it was just Junkie Abby, like Lady Macbeth, whispering into 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 Octavia's ear. Like she's not. Abby's never been a great moral compass. And Kane thinks he's a good moral compass, or but rational. he fucks up all the yeah, time. Yeah, because he's a pom- he's a pompous dude. He thinks he knows uh, what's up. <laughs> the white exactly. man burden. The white man burden. Self insert. <laughs> Um, so, so, you know, also, like it, also though, also though, Joe, let's not, yeah. let's not let, um, Indra off the hook. She was kind of complicit by inaction. Sure. Sure. But she and was I not think... the same level of. No, she counsel. wasn't like, yeah. Gaia I mean, was definitely complicit too. Yeah. Gaia? She propped up Octavia. Oh, definitely. People listen yeah, to her because well, she's a freaking flame. I mean, she propped up that everyone. One crew blaming Octavia for like who she became. Like Octavia has never been super stable. What was it? We were talking about this like before, and it's you know up until you know before before they got locked in the bunker. Up until then, what she met and, and interacted with people for like six months. Other than that, yeah. like she had only ever inter- interacted with her brother and her mom and Mainly her, and her alcohol men who are older than her. Oh, oh, and creepy men. Like her mom's creepy yeah. tricks. Like and 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 hanging out with 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 Lincoln, you know. And it's just kind of like, you guys give Octavia a fucking break. Like she is not equipped to handle this. And so she did the best that she could. And Octavia is a little bit of a loose cannon. And so things didn't go great. Um, and then (laughs) that's the understatement of the year. Things didn't go great. (laughs) It wasn't the best. Um, she, she did what she promised that she would do, but unfortunately I think, you know, like Octavia's story was fucking tragic. So tragic. And that's why I liked it. I did like that. Like you saw how conflicted she was and that was well done. They were mom and dad. Like they fucked up. They were like. They were like she didn't have Bellamy. They were all she had, and she, you saw like and they in the fucked beginning. that up. Yeah, they did a bad job. They did a bad job. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that's my unpopular opinion. Um. Can I, I just about. say to real what? quick? Yeah, yeah. To to Jen's point, I think that again, this could have been solved by just a little more dialogue or something. Like instead of Abby just telling us, "Yeah, this is the only way," just discuss some options. A little bit and then be like okay we don't have any choice and we'll be like okay at least he talked about it mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so yeah yeah my unpopular opinion is i don't really know if this is unpopular um but like there is nothing shocking or unexpected with any of the so-called big moments um yeah. of this season like the the, yeah. the dark year reveal not shocking at all we kind of knew cannibalism was coming um, that they thought this would be shocking is what shocks me the most. Um, we also knew that Eden would be destroyed. I mean, it's like this, this, um, this, this show is basically a bull in, in a China shop. You know what's going to happen. I mean, like, there is nothing that's, that's sacred on this show. Um, so, like, I think this show's gotten to the point where it's really telegraphing where it's going to go. And it's becoming predictable and a little bit boring. Um, and it's sacrificing its characters to these highly predictable, um, kind of boring plot movements. So I'm like, 
I'm not I'm not with it. I I don't think mm. there's there's nothing really it's not upping the ante in unexpected ways. It's just upping the ante in shock value, which I don't think is doing it any service. How much are we betting that Clark gets an alien significant other next season? She's gonna Only have an alien do, like, baby. Avatar. She's gonna have an alien baby. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I don't I don't I honestly happen. So I honestly don't think we're gonna get aliens next next season. Do they no- wait? 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 People. Aren't they necessarily aliens? No, one crew will technically be the aliens to that right. planet. Yeah. No, if it's if it's filled with humans from the Allegis Three, yeah. there are no aliens. It's just species that moved from one planet to another, and and there was just one group that kind of lagged behind. If Mexicans can be aliens to the country that they <laughs> originated from, then one crew gets to be aliens on a new planet. For our listeners, Bubs is Latina. I'm allowed to say that. And that wasn't even rude. That was truth. We talked about this. Um, If they can't bang and have kids, (laughs) or even if they... Yeah, if, if they can't, not- even if they can have kids, but their kids aren't vi- uh, viable or or yeah. um, fertile. So is that what season six is going to be? Just like trial and error, fucking. Yeah, season six <laughs> is a donkey's ass. <laughs> I bet you know. I bet with. Are we doing any season six prediction pods or things at all ever? I guess we could. I mean, I, we can talk we can about talk that about now. Today. I just want to put today. one one thought out there. I, I bet you that that something alien on this planet is going to be something like a cordyceps. Um, fungus, cordyceps, fungus. What's, what's that? Look it up on the internets. God damn it. It's a fungus basically that in, infests uh, a host organism and basically Ooh, takes over. Oh, one of over. those. Yes, I yeah, love like, those. Yeah, it, it's, like it's the premise of The Last of Us Zombies. Um, well, and I bet you that that's how they'll do aliens. They won't do like little green men. They'll do like alien life, but it's well, not humanoid life. That's my theory. No, that, that totally falls in line with my sort of out there season six prediction, which is that... Because um, Jason in, in in an interview said that um, in season six, like they can make it look like whatever they want because it's a totally new planet. And he's like, it could look like Manhattan. And I read that and I was like, it's going to look like fucking downtown Vancouver because what's going to have happened is that Allegis 3 is going to have had their own version of Allie. But Allie never would have had the issue of too many people on the the the, the two sun planet, the second dawn planet, if you will. Um, so, so she would have actually helped them. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if well, there is, if there is something. So then they have to use the flame to defeat her again? Well, I'm the, sorry. The, the how everyone's does, chipped. How does a small population of people chipped. build, build no. a city? Huh? How does a small population of people build a city? They'd so have to go Allie, through their own industrial resolu- yeah, revolution. Yeah, they've been there for 200 years. They would have to build industry in a massive scale. In order Maybe they to came there with the machines. Produce. Who knows what no. rich ass Becca sent sent down I, if, if, if we if season six gives us fucking Vancouver, I'll be Rome? like, this is some fucking bullshit. Rome was pre-industrialization and like very developed. So it's Well, yeah, and then need... Clark steps off and she's like, Why does this look like the city of fucking light? And they're like, Welcome to the Why city are there why are there Volkswagens? Well, on this it's okay. But it's not going to be chipped because Becca hadn't invented it yet when they left. But couldn't Allie have, like, what? done a thing? I don't think so. Because Who knows? Because, like, yeah, boom. I don't. Boom, The bubs. whole reason. Boom. Okay, well, I'll wait for my point because that has to do with it. <laughs> there's going to be no, no, a let's, lot let's of forest. There's going to be a lot of forest that looks awful lot like human forest. I- but with weird things like like glowy butterflies and two-headed Whoa. deer. 
and Whoa. probably Whoa. something that that infests instead a human of a being and takes deer, over their brains. It's a no-headed deer. Boom. Okay, no. Bubs, what's your unpopular opinion? Okay, so um, I mean, I don't think it's unpopular to have like issues with the fl- the flame plot line, um, but like I think that like I guess what I wanted to talk about how the show. F- kind of forgot the whole point of the flame basically um like the whole point of revealing the flame and revisiting that in season three was to show the mythology of why the world ended um and we found out about that and then the flame was used to defeat Allie all of that was wrapped up um and so I'm kind of like confused as to how we're here again especially when Raven said in season three the program degraded over time. Parts of it got lost. Yet now this is like the most... Suddenly it's all better. The most sophisticated technology. Duh, we need it back. I'm not quoting anybody by saying that. <laughs> Disclaimer. Well, what's the evidence that it's it's actually working great now? There, it, it, All we have is Ra- Raven saying that. And then Maddie apparently now has a phrase that she can use to like go into like deep awake sleep for stupid when when dumb it's like lexa said she had to be asleep for them meditating yeah but like and and maddie suddenly is like whoa i saw it (laughs) know what to do now um all these people know about guns despite the fact we haven't had them for years it's like uh lexa did you try clicking on this folder (laughs) <laughs> access the commanders right oh now god. it's just like and i think like meditation oh right? so talked about this in terms of like the show really did not think about when they set up like the conclaves and um the timeline so there was like what 33 um commanders that are all in the flame within the years given that like that goes to like three years on average per commander then you have Lexa with six years so like that kind of really rounds down to like two and a half or whatever or not two and a half but like you know rounds down um and then why would you kill all the other possible commanders exactly yeah like and so you just have children you just have children in the flame there's a bunch of like pubescence yelling at you in the flame like that's who you're depending on whether maddie's 12 or not it's a bunch of teenagers are you gonna take advice from a middle schooler it's oh just insane. And oh, like, my God. And that's such if a good Clark choice. ever gets the flame, Maddie's always going to be there. There's never going to be, like, a Klexa sexy time. So, like, why <laughs> are we keeping this alive? Like, I think it would have been, like, and I'm not, I'm not trying to, to discount Lexa in the flame. I'm glad that it was never destroyed. I hope it never is destroyed. But, like, what I saw for it was, like, maybe there was important information for Legis 3. Like, maybe the flame was what could have cracked it and gotten, like, why wasn't the flame, instead of, like, Monty for 20 years growing old and, like, bearded, (laughs) why wasn't the flame used as an actual computer to decode the encryption and get that information? Like, that makes so much sense that they would have had that. And then, like, yeah, Monty can decide to not, I mean, I'm glad that they gave him, like, that big important piece because, yes, then the farmer does save everybody, supposedly. It depends what happens. But um, it's just, like, I think it was beautiful that Clark and Lexa were in the flame together and they actually get, like, a peaceful, like, 
they get to be there for eternity. Basically. It doesn't matter even if the flame is destroyed. Digital eternity, because, like, time doesn't move like it moves in our time in, like, a digital environment. Like, they don't have to worry about anything. They can be, like, at peace and build, like, a mansion and live by the beach <laughs> in the flame. And, like, Wait, now we're, like, lesbians. Some lesbians hate the beach. The grass bugs. is tall. The grass is tall. <laughs> I don't know what lesbians like. Whatever. <laughs> Tell me what they like. They can live in an eternal Ikea. It's Vermont. And it's U-Haul. green. And it looks like Vermont. <laughs> you get or to it looks like Vancouver. Whenever you want. <laughs> but like, oh, my God. But, like, now it's, like, all of that is now... You none of you can't revisit any of that. Like none none of it makes sense anymore because of where we went at the towards the end of season five. Now, like this is the most advanced technology we have ever seen, and Maddie is the commander. Burp burp burp. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like she's basically a robot now who can just <sighs> access information. How how do I destroy this army? And then boop beep boop beep boop beep, and you see just oh flashes of shit. I'm like. This is the dumbest thing I have ever seen. Like, what else seen. do you think is in her head? Like, Maddie, tell that girl that outfit is so ugly. Like, again, <laughs> it's a bunch of 13-year-olds. Like, <laughs> She doesn't even go here. Hang on, she doesn't go play, here, Maddie. Play Despacito. Um, <laughs> okay, so so what? what is the problem with... So I guess there's, like, you... There's a lot in there that you said. Okay. Um, so I... First there's of all... There's a lot I, to I, unpack. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So I, I don't personally feel like there was anything inconsistent with what we were told before. Um, okay. So yeah. So it's still everything we saw is still compatible with the statement that the program degraded over time because it's not really working that great. Like the way Becca explained it was, well, it's going to run. They're making it seem like it's not working great. Well, Becca said that it's going to run all the scenarios, and it's clearly not doing that. It just gives you flashes of ideas randomly, or well, you can, Maddie like, do the little exactly phrase. Well, but Maddie supposedly knew exactly what to do for that, and, like, what, where does that phrase come from? Like, Lexa never, And we like, weren't ever told that, the, that Lexa couldn't access it in Waking, you know? We did, like, she said that they talked to her in her sleep. In sleep, but she didn't say they don't in, when she's awake. Well, but then why would she say they talk to me in sleep? So Maddie's had the same thing, right? She saw the commanders in her yes. sleep. Yes. No, and that part I'm not negating. Um, that and, part. But to we me were makes never sense. told that like Lexa couldn't access it when she was awake. But I feel like it's um, implied. To me, it's implied, maybe. and and I was just like, with the show, maybe if there weren't all these other leaps that we had to make, I would like I would like let it go more. Um, but I, it's just like, again, like, I think it comes a lot down to the story where I feel like everything was wrapped up. Like, every, like the whole thing about the flame was it was this, it was the tool they needed to defeat Allie and release everybody. And that's what they used it for. Like, that's what Becca came down to do. And I wish that we had had a little bit more explanation about Becca being burned at the stake. Yeah, what the yeah. fuck was that? Like, who burned her? Who like, took the what flame did after that? That he was I guess... like, did they already dig it out of her? Yeah, why was that else? so important? Like, Cadigan burned her. I think that I think initially where they were going with that was they were going to leave it behind on like the burned up world, and that was going to be their out to be like, well, it wasn't destroyed because you know Becca was burned to the stake, and it's she the flame survived obviously, um, but. Then they, I don't know. I none of it makes sense. <laughs> Welp. Welp. 
Welp. Welp. Um, are you guys ready to move on to uh, MVPs, LVPs? Did uh, I miss anything? Oh, sure. there's one. Oh, the one. I'll do this really quickly. The other okay. thing about it, like the whole um, Maddie, the 12 year old commander. Um, and this is what Capital Chick, um, this is all her. Um, CC to those CC. who listen to the podcast. Um, well. She, it just, it does undo all of the political commentary that they've had. Um, and it, yeah. You mean in terms of going back to the monarchy? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean a lot I, of the leadership stuff that the show has gone through. I mean, especially like the arguments and discussions between mm-hmm. Lexa and Clark in season two that I really loved. It, it just all it's it's just all washed away. It's, like, yes, what is leadership exactly. now? It's it's authoritarianism. <sighs> it just happens to be a twelve year old girl that we like a little bit more than the crazy Octavia. The ben- uh, benevolent. So bad. Wait till she goes through puberty. It's yeah. not pretty. Oh I mean, my god, she's not thirteen <laughs> yet. She's not thirteen yet. Just wait. Oh my god! <laughs> Just you wait, Clark. You think she's difficult now? Wait till she finds Snapchat, guys. <laughs> oh my god! Um, all right, let's move on to uh, our season's MVPs and LVPs. Uh, for those Lisa of you Vanderpump, who do not under- understand uh, acronyms. <laughs> most valuable players, least valuable players. Shaheen. So, <laughs> I, the, I'm the worst person to do this. Um, I. <laughs> I don't do MVP LVPs. Um, Too bad you're doing it now. Yep, sorry. Um, so I guess I um, I agree with the with that that Indra would be a good choice with MVP for MVP, which a lot of you guys mm-hmm. have chosen. So I just since you guys did Indra, um, I just thought Gaia would be a good MVP. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I mean. Again, I'm not sure exactly how you judge the value of a character. You know but it in your feelings. It's, in a, your it's, it's basically like, it's a like who scored the most points this season and then who was like really good with assists and rebounds as well. And then the LVP Who was good with what? Sorry. Assists and rebounds. Do you got, does nobody uh-huh. watch sports? Sports is a concept. I, I, I played don't. sports. <laughs> <sighs> so I, I feel like Gaia was like the most... Um, level-headed person like she she was never really crazy she always knew what she was doing that bitch had a contingency Um, plan didn't she shaheen yeah i mean (laughs) she's smart she's smart yeah and yeah so she was like very sober and she helped with different like when she had to help octavia she did when she realized octavia is crazy now then she you know so she was i feel like the most sober character, so hmm. that's what I would say. Um, for LVP, your LVP is interesting, Shaheen. Octavia, because <laughs> like Why? she's a fucking idiot. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I've like, never pinned she her. She just the ruined everything for no reason. Yeah, so. she's not. She's not the smartest. But she. It's not like she, I think. Like I've always had a hard time with her. I, I think, like, a lot of it is, like, I'm the eldest sibling. Like, I'm not here for that shit. Like, you want to be a bratty brat? Like, go do that on your time. Um, I think that she was... I, I liked her in season one, and then she got, like, preachy to season two, three. Um, but I, I like how much emotion they gave her this season. And I really connected with that. So I was, I became very much Team Octavia this season. But I understand, like, she was the worst, objectively. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know, Bubs? Um, okay. <laughs> um, MVP for me, I think I just kind of said Octavia. Um, yeah. 
Because, like, and that's the thing, like, I'm okay with the character going down the wrong path, but I need to be in their head. I need to, like, feel the decisions that they're making. I need to be under able to understand the decisions they're making. And, like, even though the dark year, I think, came way too late for all the characters, um, I do think, like, we see so much of Octavia just, like, struggling and trying to hold it together. And, like, those emotions only come from a place of, like, caring and, like, wanting to do right. So, like, I connected to that. And that's, like, what what really drew me into everything that she was going through. So, for me, her whole arc was bearable from that perspective. And then once we had the dark years, like, no, I, I mean, like, I get it. Like, I, I, even though, like, I wish it wasn't about, like, her um, needing. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Shaheen that, like, it wasn't enough. Like, um as much as I kind of, I hand-weighted it myself, and I feel like I could because there was so much emotions that we were given towards it. Um, so, yeah, I would say that she's MVP. Um, and I liked, I, I really did like that Maddie looked up to her so much. I thought that that was just, like, really cute. <laughs> um, and then... Until, until it wasn't. Until Octavia it wasn't. Octavia was totally the troubled boyfriend, or, like, tr- no, no, Octavia was totally uh, Amy Adams, in in uh, sharp objects, the, creepy, like, the creepy younger redheads. daughter, the younger sister. <laughs> and, sorry, um, creepy redheads. Where you're just kind of like not the best role model, better than others, sure, still not the best. I think it's like there more are no like, good role models in that family. Oh, Let us no. be very clear. Uh, yeah, I can't. I would rather be yeah. stuck in the bunker eating people than be stuck in that house with Adora. Oh my god. She's um, so talk about oh. shows to recommend. Bubs, your LVPs. Okay, so least valuable players. I know that I know that you guys some of you guys really liked Bellamy this season. I think I understand. Like I really did like Bellamy um in like 403. I thought that like but the thing is like I didn't think that was d- different Bellamy. Like I think that Bellamy would have always come from that perspective and like I think that you can look at season three and say that he wouldn't have, but I think that season three was, like, a very specific, like, specific things happened to get him where he was, and that's why he did what he did to me. It made a lot of sense. Um, otherwise, like, you know, Mount Weather Bellamy, season 1B Bellamy, I think he always would have done those things. So my issue comes down to, like, yeah, it wasn't, like, it wasn't very different Bellamy, but, like, the whole thing with his sister... It just, it was really hard to watch and I hated it. If this was supposed to be like level-headed Bellamy, then he should have been able to like come at Octavia. Like, yeah, he can talk back. He can like say things. But like the way that they wrote it, like I think like my issue is with the writing, it just came off so petulant. And so like I wanted him to stand up to her, but I wanted him to do it from like a sense of like, responsible like knowing what's right and it didn't come off like that it came off like the younger being the bratty teenager yeah he was being the octavia of season three (laughs) and like i was not here for that because i was not here for octavia doing that in season three maybe maybe the idea was that like and again i can't speak to this in in terms of i'm not great but but she's the one that can push (sighs) his buttons but like, She's the one who like makes him revert back but, to like being a petulant child. Bob, do you, do you I, have do you have siblings? Of course, and I get it. It's just, but oh, like, I just talk to them different. I know, and I totally, I totally get that. But like, if this is supposed to be best Bellamy, like, 
to me if this was going to be the indicator because again I don't feel that he was that different then like he should have risen to the occasion and I still think like I said I still think he can talk back I still think like maybe he could say something to someone else not to his sister but to someone else being like I hate it sister's a real bitch exactly like have this like moment where he just like breaks down and he says all that shit but like when it comes down to it like she went through some shit and that's obvious like and like The Bellamy that was best Bellamy, to me, is the one that's, like, most in touch with his emotions and can understand people. And to me, like, he came off as, like, like, season one Clark where she was great. She was fantastic. But her one point, and which is why it made her and Bellamy such great partners, was because Bellamy was in touch with his emotions and understood the people. And Clark wasn't, you know? And so I thought that, like... Like, it just was, like, kind of season one, Clark, which was, like, great, but, like, it's it's not what I fell in love with Bellamy for, and it's not what I'm going to stay in love with Bellamy for. Um, they're different people, and they should be different people, and I like when characters have flaws, but, like, this wasn't a flaw that I was on board with. So, yeah, okay. LVP. Um, LVP. Clark, I feel like I don't have to say much about this. <laughs> I think it's very apparent, like, the issues that we had with Clark. Um, I loved Clark. I, I, I wouldn't say she's my most favorite character ever the way that Jen would, but like, I had, like, I loved her. I loved her so much in the season. Like, I was so happy for her to get her friends back and for her to like reconnect with her mom and like to work with them to like save this valley and like just to be like so much heart forward for everybody. And it just to say that we got none of that is an understatement somehow. <laughs> um, and, like, it, it's just all the things – I had such a hard time with her. No, I didn't have a hard time with – I like season four, Clark, actually, because I thought – I liked the way she made decisions because she made them – she had to make them. They were the decisions that had to be made, and, and that's how I felt about it. So I respected her a lot from, like, a cerebral – side but like I wanted to connect with her emotionally I thought that like based on what we got at the end of season four the very end that little like flash forward I thought that that's what we were getting and I thought that that's what we were getting in 401 or 501 um so it, they just tore Clark down the entire season and I'm so upset that they did that so LVP um Dioza I'll make it simple she you could take her out of the story and nothing changes I love that you have a whole fucking roster when I ask for a player singular. Players. I'm looking at the run sheet. And you're like, actually, I've built a team. Look, look, I said honestly too many because I've only it named can, the top ones. It can be a sh- it can be a shared award. It is a sh- yeah, it's a shared award. So Dios, I love Dioza. You can take her out, nothing changes. Um Raven, same thing. Cabby, same thing. <laughs> That's my issue with them. That's your Moving issue. Moving on. <laughs> um all right, do you want to go, Jen, or do you want me to go first? Sure, because I, I have the Bellamy counterpoint. <laughs> okay, okay. So uh, so Bellamy was one of one, one of Bub's least valuable players this season. To me, Bellamy was one of my most valuable players. Um, I, I did not enjoy um, Bellamy's I Wish You Were Dead at the end. <sighs> um, that was that was awful. That did a lot of unraveling of, of his character for me. But Bellamy, um, I think, is one of the more consistently – um, interesting characters throughout this whole this whole show and his evolution has been really really well done I think um, I like that he was more cerebral this season I um, 
I wholeheartedly disagree with Jason's take that he was somehow dumb in seasons what? one and two. What the fuck was that? I I don't know. I mean that you. I mean you could cite to, so many to, scenes. <laughs> To say somebody who wears his emotions on the sleeve and is very passionate about things, to call that individual dumb is is such a disservice um, and such a an ill reading of something that he created that I'm just like, how? I, I don't even know. I, I, I'm beginning to s- sense a pattern here with Jason Rothenberg that he believes that emotions are non-cerebral they make you weak they make you dumb and and the characters are obviously paying um for that that uh philosophy or belief or whatever he has and it's 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 fundamentally not true but to me bellamy was like he he grew into the the adult the mature adult i wanted him to be i felt he was balanced um this season now to your point bubs to your point, Bubs, about like how he inter- how he um, interacts with his sister, to me that felt very sibling esque. That there is there's a unique relationship between siblings that you have a shared history and a lot of shared secrets, a lot of shared pains, a lot of insider information that you can really dig at those things and is get it insider baseball or am I misusing it's, this? It's it's inside baseball. Whatever. But it gets it gets, I tried. You can get petty and petulant with that person because you are so close and you have those shared experiences. And it's no, it's not mature. It's not something that is that is an admirable quality in a person. But I do but that person I, can always get under your skin. No yeah, I do I mean I I my if brother and I go through the same shit. Uh-huh. I mean, I, you know, I can get really, I can get really petty with my brother, and he can get petty with me. Stuff that I would never, ever let anyone say to anyone who I wasn't related to say to me. Um, but you know, it's just, it, it's just sibling shit. Um, so I really, I really enjoyed him this season. Uh, I guess, he's one, sorry. one of my favorites. I guess I understand where you're coming from, and I totally agree that it, it did have a sibling feel to it, but I think, like, if you go back to season one, you know, there is that, the whole reveal that Bellamy shot Jaha, um, and he eventually has to tell Octavia that that's why he was on the ground, that's how he got there, um, and she's like, I didn't ask for this, I didn't ask for any of this, and she's, like, horrified, and then, um, later in that episode, he says, like, my life ended when you when you were born and it was such a mean sibling thing to say but yeah. at no point did it feel petulant like it felt like you you understood it you understood how he felt because like yes like he he his whole life changed when she was born he never got to be a normal kid the way he deserved to be like not that she also never got to be a normal kid and it, Fuck it, her it, mom was selfish it's it was really yeah and so I understood that, but none of, like, the things that came up this this season felt that way. Like, they and, – and, again, like, I think it's it's more that, like, I don't see the other differences. Like, if there were other differences on top of this, maybe, like, I, I would let I really, this go. I really didn't see him as being that petulant with her this season. Um, aside from the, yeah, I do wish you were dead part. I mean, that was – that was – and maybe maybe he's just sick of her shit. I mean, I would be. I just wish they'd um, shown I guess, it differently. Um, I kind of see what Bob's is saying in that um, he didn't really use his cerebral resources much to convince Octavia. Uh, he just said things that made her more defensive. Agitated, yeah. Uh, 
But there was yeah, no so reasoning like, with Octavia. If he was so, That's the if, thing. But he's sorry. What? What? I feel like there was no reasoning with with Octavia. Right, but like, if I if Bellamy was this wise person this season, at least he could have tried to like, you know, talk her out of things, even if it didn't work. But it seemed like he would just like, you know say degrading things to her that would just make her more every time she reached double out, down on what she wanted to do yeah, yeah. it was totally a, are you helping or are you hurting the situation bellamy yeah and every time he she like reached out to him there was no he was never like conflicted about it he just shut her down and like in a very like very petulant ways not like not like um i think like I honestly had less, like, I think the last scene with them in the, is what I wanted the whole time. That last scene where they're having, like, a conversation, and he's, like, he's explaining how he feels. Like, as much as I hated that he still said, like, a part of him wanted her dead, um, I still felt like that was the conversation that shows, like, mature, grown Bellamy, and all the other stuff was just, like, just stupid dick Bellamy. And like I, but and like again, like I don't see the differences in the rest of like the things that happen. Like I don't think like in five hundred three he acted that differently than he would have from like one B to up until they went up to space. I agree. Yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. Jen. Um, LVPs. Um. Well, I I I have a a the same person as an MVP and an LVP. So um. It, well, I mean, come I on. Like that. So, I like that. so Indra, Indra is an MVP. Abby, um, Abby. and Dioza no, needs no explanation. Even, yeah. Like, I mean, just, if you don't, stop. if you don't High love, if you don't love Indra, get the hell off get my the fuck right out. Um, and then one of my LVPs. So one of my MVPs is Dioza. Um, I think she was one of the more compelling uh, mm-hmm. characters that we've met in quite a while on this show, um, probably since Lexa. Um, and Lexa didn't make an, a good impression on me in the beginning. Um, and Dioza uh-huh. immediately stepped off that ship and I was like, hello, that's my jam right there. I can, I can fuck with that. Um, but then to- <laughs> this is your fucking quote for the podcast. <laughs> I, I can fuck with that. But, but she's also a least valuable player for me to Bob's point that you could completely remove her yeah. from the plot and it would make no difference. And that's unfortunate. Um, it's unfortunate because so she's she was your aesthetic, really, but not your functional. Yeah, and that I really appreciated how they they chose to lean into her real life pregnancy. I, I thought that was a good decision, mm-hmm. but it also seemed to kind of remove her as an important character in the back half of the season. Um, and I I just wish they did something with her. I wish they made something that she did more impactful. And maybe they'll do so in season six. Do not waste Dioza. She is too good to be wasted. And. Uh, that fight scene she had in like what was that the finale? That was I. Five I think o- that was 12? eleven. <laughs> I think that was eleven. Um, I no, that was cool. No, 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 ten. I think because eleven oh. was a dark year. Oh. oh, when she like got in a fight with uh, McCreary. Oh my god, that was or, so yeah. and, like whooped a bunch of ass. Except the fact that she didn't make sure he was dead. I was like, double tap, one, Navy Seal. Yeah. Double tap. Double tap. Always. Always. Come on. Um, all right. Uh, I would say, um, agreed on Indra, MVP, nothing needs to be said. And I'm going to say Dioza's eyebrow raises 
were also my MVPs. <laughs> Charismatic. I was re-watching and I was like, motherfucker, every goddamn scene, she's like, eyebrow raised. And I'm like, I'm I'm moist about it. I don't know what to tell you. Well, um, did you did you read um who? She, she sprinkles a little sex on it. Sprinkles yeah, she flirts. Sex. She basically that's her her acting decision is that she flirts with everybody. <gasps> I love that. That was so good. Like, well, so the writers awesome. might take it. The writers might take it in that direction, so I slap a little sex on it because you never know. I'm like, I love. And you. she did it I with Abby. You. Like, <laughs> she did it with Abby. She did it with Echo. She did it with Kane. I was like, who aren't you gonna fuck? <laughs> Like, at this point, I'm like, maybe McCreary isn't baby daddy, because she's just getting well, it everywhere. Well, no, it was like, you being pregnant is the most realistic thing that happened this season. <laughs> right? Because who wouldn't? Yeah. No, I'm just she's... saying. Um, my LVP, to no surprise, uh, Kane. Ugh. Fuck him. I love how much you are over it. <laughs> I, it's just like he, I am over him too, and I want. And before and I wanted like him. a full body pillow of him, yes. And now I'm just like, oh. is it more? Is it is it obvious to everyone that this is Jason Rothenberg's self insert character? Well, <laughs> unless he's oh the, god, and it's he's the worst and thinks that he is the best, and like he was responsible for like everyone dying this season because he was like, man, I don't like Octavia. I'm like, um, Octavia right. made me eat people. <laughs> me. I'm never gonna forgive her. She's so mean to me. It was kind of my fault, but me. She told um, everybody I have a small penis. I didn't want them to know that. Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, we're gonna move on oh to well god. actuallys. Oh my god, we're actually gonna get through this podcast. Um, well actuallys uh, of the season. I believe that they should have kept eating the people. Um, I know that there is debate whether or not there are people still in the in the one crew rations. Um, I think they should have continued oh, to eat oh, people. Oh no, no, yeah. Um, because that's just not that's really no, high calorie food that you are wasting. I don't <sighs> think that they would have gotten a taste for it and wanted to continue. Right? Like I would be like, oh, this salad's kind of bland. I got really uh, used to people. Can bacon. I get some of that? Um, can I get some people <laughs> bacon? Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> bacon quotes. Jamaican? Lo- no, no, it's it's, it's it's that long pig bacon. Um, so that's why. Well, wait, wait, some wait. of that grounder beef. <laughs> oh my god, what it used to be called? What? Move over, bacon. I've got something leaner. Sizzling. Sizzling. Do you guys remember that? No. no is that like turkey bacon? I can't remember. Like this was like pre- this was pre turkey bacon. I I don't even know oh, what so it was. So it wasn't even food. Yeah, it, no, it was food. It was but like I don't even know what it was made like- of. It was like move over bacon. We've got something leaner, and it's sizzling. And I always I say that. I remember this. Whenever I get on the couch and one of the dogs is sitting in my spot, I'm like, move over bacon. <laughs> Saying that it's an 80s thing. What happened? Was a cured meat. Totally product, an 80s thing, dude. Manufactured throughout the 1970s and 80s, marketed as See? a healthier alternative to bacon. <laughs> What made it healthier? Was this just part of the low-fat craze? That's not part of this Wikipedia page. Okay. Um, Shaheen, what is your well, actually? I'm just going to read down the list now. I'm tired. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so it, this was discussed on Reddit, I think. Um, I definitely read it somewhere. <laughs> um, uh, 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 with the dad <laughs> 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 I, I can't even get my phone. God, we're getting so punchy. <laughs> um, yeah. So just you know, to give credit to people who discussed this, but um, so in the in the the first episode of this season, um, they when they were talking to Eligius, so they're they're on the Ark and they're talking to Eligius, and they say, 
we're we're to the west of you. They refer to their location as to the west of uh, Eligius. When they use um, like starboard or those ship terms, right? And so the whole thing was like, can't, does west even make sense once you're, you know, if you're on far the away same, from Earth? Like there is no west anymore. But no, if you're orbiting um, on the same axis, then yes. We're, right, so then there was like a whole discussion about maybe this is geostationary orbit or whatever, geosynchronous or whatever. But yeah, that, I, it's a little weird that you refer to, like in space, you can't really use west and east and west and things like that. <laughs> but, but I think so, you can yeah. in orbit. Depends on, like, if you're close enough to Earth, this still makes sense. Or, Which you know, is, but like, yeah. you have to be in that, that area where orbit makes sense. Like, you're not too close to go into the gravitational force, and you're not far away to not be pulled enough by gravity to stay within the, what's it called? Something, something. Uh, centrifugal alignments. Schmeitz. Schmeitz. Centripetal force. Centrifugal force. Centrifugal force. Yeah, well, there's lower lower Earth orbit, there's medium Earth orbit, there's geosynchronous, geostationary, I'm higher about Earth orbit. Also, what does it matter? What does it matter where it is? Like, what does it matter? We're to the west of you? Who gives a shit? Like, I think it could make I, sense. Yeah. If you're like super high up, it, it's it's nebulous. I will I will give it. I will rank it as an as a as a nebulous. Because you're actually. orbiting in the same direction. <laughs> For example, in Gravity, the movie, when Sandra Bullock almost died, and it was so exciting. Um, Spoilers! I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, like a ten year old. No, movie no. Um, maybe she dies. Maybe she doesn't. But maybe she doesn't. But like the depends whole on your point perspective. Was like in in orbit. Um, she had these like these breaks between when she would maybe get hit by debris. (laughs) So, like, that was talking, like, that was going in the same, it was, like, all, like, clockwise. I don't know if that's a thing. Um, And so, I guess they're close enough to Earth to be affected by, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about this talk. (laughs) Uh, Jen, what's your will, actually? Uh, My will, actually, is, so there was supposed to be, like, 4% or something of the Earth left over after Prime Fire. Um, Maybe Abby, maybe Allie was wrong. That's a shitload a lot of land. That is. Um, Or a lot of area. So, so you're, like, gonna tell me that the only place left on Earth is Eden? Like, there's no place in, in Europe, like, or Africa, or Asia, like, no place else on the fucking planet that is livable. 4%. That's huge. Yeah. Can I geek about this 7.876, please, please do. So, the total surface of the Earth is 200 million square miles. Is that land, Um, or... Are you just... Well, that's total. 7.876 would be... Seventy percent of it is water, so there's about sixty million square miles of okay. land, um, and so of that, if you have four percent, that's two point four million. Yeah. Um, so let's say two million square miles. For comparison, the surface area of the United States is about four million square miles. So you would have an area about half of the United States would be livable, which is way bigger than what we were told. <laughs> Eden was right. <laughs> retcons. So, season five, the yeah. season of retcons, and also season <laughs> can we, four. Can we just retcon the season out of oh, existence? Yes. Oh, a hundred crew is asking. He's like, should we start a petition to retcon the whole season? 
Um, let's not be Star Wars fans, please. <laughs> That's so dumb. Is that a, is that what they did? Well, I don't want to get into that. Um, well, we're not it, gatekeeping. Well, yeah, I mean, some people don't like The Last Jedi because it focused a little bit too much on women and people of color. <sighs> and Luke Skywalker actually showed he had some fallibility. So how dare they? How dare they? Wait, what were you about to say, Shaheen? I was just going to say that um, it's possible that Ali's simulation, I mean, simulations have errors. And even so she was you wrong. Know, in, in season three, Raven was like, there's 80% chance that you know, will crash or, you know, so there, there's, you know, probabilities and errors. So it's possible that she was wrong, but it seems like she was way off. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it would be, you think that she, yeah, it would be like a, a, a rounding error. She was like orders of magnitude off, I not mean, just like yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So um, what, what about you, Bubs? You're well, actually, or do huh. we even need to cover it? <laughs> Wait, I, I forgot what I said. But I you said, well, sad. actually, nothing happened. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Yeah, no, no, I think it's worth covering. Um, I just, what I mean is, yes, we got to the end. There's no Eden left, and now we're going to a new planet, which, yes, that, that is exciting as a direction to take next season. And, like, I'm struggling because, like, I hated this season so much. I hate where we've left off with these characters, what they prioritized, what they've retconned. I, I like, I hate it. It, it just has basically ruined the show for me. Um, but I love that direction. What was the point of me saying this? Oh, right. Because um, as much as I like where this ended in terms of, like, the setup for next season, like, the characters themselves, like, nothing happened. <laughs> nothing happened. Like, so the Blakes which have struggled together since season one are still struggling. There's no change. Like it's the same thing. You didn't have to do anything that happened to the season and they would still be in the same place. Um, when we go to Clark and Abby, they've had, but it's meta because now they're no longer in the same place. They came back to the same place that they were and nothing. Moved. It doesn't so matter. It's a, very meta, it's a very meta, meta, um, thing that Jason did. It's three levels like... of meta too much. <laughs> uh, and then you have Abby and Clark, which like, uh, uh, there's nothing uh -oh, I can say. Back. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Um, and then you have Cabby. I guess there's still Ugh. a thing. Yeah. Who cares? <sighs> um, and then, like, Clark and Bellamy aren't friends anymore, except they're friends. Except they got woken up, but, like, they're not, like, they have nothing. <laughs> I love that you're, like, hyperventilate spiraling. <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing. Breathe. You need a post-it post note that says breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Let me write that one down. Um, but, like. Get a paper bag. It's yeah. like the whole point. I thought of this. Oh, season, I'm a, what? I, I'm about to make. I'm about to make you spiral out of control. Oh, good. Oh, so. good. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> and then we have um, Indra, who I love. Has always been tired for this shit and wise. Still tired for this shit and wise. You know. <laughs> um, and then they we have. have they have destroyed Clark, though, haven't they? They've destroyed Clark. So, out of all the things that did not change. Now, and the thing is, every season after, like, season one. Wait, are you one, clapping? Yes. Are you like clapping as you make your point? She's hand clapping. She's hand clapping, guys. I am. It's called table pounding. between word clapping lines. <laughs> 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 I, just, I just realized that that's an accurate tweet. <laughs> it is an accurate tweet to help people handle upsetting conversations. <laughs> 
dying. I wasn't yeah, done. Oh my god, Bubs. <laughs> Wrap it up. But no, okay, so Clark, I, I think like I, I've I've struggled with her for a while, but I've had a lot of bursts where I like loved her. Like, um, season two when she turned to her mom and she was just like, you may be the chancellor, but I'm in charge. Like that, that was, was so good. Fucking gold. So good. Fucking gold. And like there was so many times where I was just like rooting for her. And like, but like I do like I do think that she kind of like put herself in like the ivory tower too much and wasn't with the people enough to lead them. And I felt like season three was that moment where she learned that she was doing that wrong. And like every time I think that she's gonna learn something, nothing happens. <laughs> and here we are where Clark didn't learn anything. Season four, she went too far. And the whole point was that she was supposed to learn that she went too far. And sometimes you have to you <laughs> And, and, like, then we got to season five, and she's she's chalk-collaring her child, <laughs> and I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs> and now I'm done. We can move on. Okay. Yeah, there's um, a reason why shows tend to l- lose quality after, you know, four or five seasons. Um, because, like, either you have to... Either your characters progress a lot, which means you, you will have less to tell, less story to tell or you'll be done, or you have to start telling a different story, or you have to make it so that they don't make a lot of progress, which then <laughs> makes it repetitive. <laughs> Sorry, Shaheen, it becomes can you, boring. Can you say that one more time? Sorry, Shaheen. The dog farting or breathing distracted <laughs> me. <laughs> and I really wanted to um, hear what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So I just said that uh, I think there's a reason why... Um, Shows tend to lose quality after four or five seasons because um, you have you have to either um, make your characters make a lot of progress mm-hmm. uh, in the story, whether you know positive or negative, you, like they develop a lot uh, or they don't. If they develop a lot, then you'll have less story to tell. At some point, you run out of story to tell, or you'd have to like tell a different story at some point. Yeah. Um, and if they don't develop a lot, then it just gets repetitive and I, it gets boring. So get, that's why I, th- I feel like, yeah. Yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying. But I, I do think that, like, I think the story does not need to be about them developing as leaders all the time. I think that, yeah. like, here's where the plot comes into in, into place, where the characters as people are challenged by the plot. It doesn't mean they have to develop. It means that they have to react and come up with, like, ideas and, like, develop, like you don't have to change them so much. It's just like seeing the story not unfold by the plot, but by the characters tackling the plot. And that's like where the show has lost us. And mm-hmm. um, I, I don't, I think like season Preach. two was the last time we really like did that. Even though I, I did like season three and I, I think yeah. that some things were done well. Um, it, yeah, yeah. I'm like running out of yeah. words to like describe my issue. <laughs> Um, I I, I feel like you had an interesting point in the other thoughts, Shaheen, uh, imperfect duty with cannibalism, um, that I'd like to touch on in terms of, uh, of other thoughts. Sure. Um, so as much as I railed against the cannibalism thing, it did touch on an interesting ethical issue, which I talked about in the, in that episode. Um, but I didn't, I didn't mention the technical term. So, um, it's, it's called imperfect duty. And what that is, is so with the cannibalism thing, um, the, the idea is that like, if, if one person defects or, you know, refuses to eat, 
that's not a problem. If it's just Kane himself alone, that's not a problem, right? Um, and assuming that Abby's argument works, you know. Um, and then, you know, two people, still not a problem. Three, four, five, ten, you know, it just becomes a problem at some point, right? If there's enough people that do it, then it will become a problem for everyone. And it will, it will harm everyone else. So now, if you assume that doing something that leads to the extinction of the human race is wrong, let's just assume that that's the case, um, then the question is, is not eating the meat um, wrong if one person does it? Because, you know, so I, I made this example of like um, when you go to Yellowstone and they say don't throw rocks in the uh, hot springs. And obviously, if you just throw one rock, it's not a problem. Or if one person does it, it's not a problem. Two, three, ten is not. But if everyone does it, then it becomes or enough people do it, then it becomes a problem. And so this is called imperfect duty, where as opposed to perfect duty, which means that everyone has to abide by it. Right. So we typically say, for example, murder or not murdering is a perfect duty, meaning that, you know, um, even if one person does it, it's, it's wrong. Um, whereas sometimes people say suicide is an imperfect, not committing suicide is an imperfect duty, um, where you can have, you know, a small number of people doing it and it would be okay. But if it's, you know, enough people do it, then it becomes a problem. So if you assume that the um, outcome after enough people do it is wrong, then how do you assign blame to the individuals who do it? Because no single individual is causing the harm. If the one individual defects, it's not a problem, you know? So that's, that's what I wanted to say. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Cool. Perfect. I had another one. Should I talk about that? Yeah. Um, so, so I talked about the dates in the, um, in the finale. Um, you know, I, I went on a whole rant about how the dates under Monty's videos uh, correlate with the actual dates. And I made a wrong assumption. And um, Chiderkins, I hope I'm saying that right. I don't know, Chiderkins, <laughs> uh, one of our lovely listeners, um, <laughs> called me out on this. Um, so I was totally wrong about that. So the dates on Monty's videos are the actual dates. And the, that's, um, if you do the math, it, it means that Eligius left the earth on the year of the apocalypse, on the year that Ali launched the bombs. And so you have, um, you know, there's 97 years and then there's like about, you know, season one through four, there's like a year or so. And then season and then there was a six-year time jump. So a total of 104 years. Um, if you add that, and 2052 is the year the, the bombs were launched. So 2052 plus 104 is 2156, which is the date on Monty's video. Mm-hmm. So, okay, yeah. Cool. So you were wrong. I was wrong, yes. <laughs> well, see, I appreciate when people say why, that they were wrong, because I think that, that we're always going to be wrong sometimes. I also feel like you were super stoned when we were recording that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, was this the other Joe one? Uh, yeah. I think it was other Joe, and yeah, you were pretty big. You were pretty big. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we already covered uh, Jen and Bubs's other thoughts. In terms oh, of, did we? D- oh, I Because I, 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 I have did. to talk about shipping, guys. Oh, I have to talk about Bolar. Yeah, my, I didn't cover my thoughts either. Okay, well, fuck me. All right. Um, so 
I think people who read my stuff and who have listened to me on here know that I'm not like a romantic bell arker. Uh, <laughs> to say the least, as to, a bell arker. To say the least, uh, I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not that big of a shipper, although I think this show is turning me into a revenge shipper, where I'm like, when I see a ship, I ship it intensely. Hello, Cloak and Dagger. Um, I uh, An interview came out after season five, um, like the night of the, the finale, where on IGN, where Jason Rothenberg basically said that uh, Clark and Bellamy are platonic soulmates, um, and that, you know... He, he thinks that they kind of work best that way. Um, and, you know, basically, if you've kind of read romance into it, well, you're, you might not get what you want out of it. Um, and I found that that whole attitude, that whole interview, and the kind of trying to retcon a relationship that has been filled with romantic tropes and signposts is one of the most disappointing and insulting things I have ever read from a showrunner, um, aside from the reaction, his reaction to the reaction after uh, 3.7. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I, I think that um, there's, I, that I am taking up for Belarkers right now is, <laughs> is where are we you? are at. Um, because... You know, I, I always thought that to me the, the their relationship always worked best platonically because I do not believe that the show can write a good romance um, and not fuck it up, and that's just because I don't think TV in general is very good at it, especially anything on the CW. I mean, you have two people have sex on the CW, and you just might as well uh, have relationship conflict from there on out. It's just awful. So I, I, I just I didn't want this relationship ruined by that, and. But I had seen throughout, especially this season, the the tropes, just the romantic tropes, the hugs, the looks, just everything that would indicate that, yes, there is a possibility here that they're heading towards romance to, oh my God, they're obviously going to make Balark happen at some point, maybe not this season, but maybe in season six, because the things that, that other people say, the looks that, that Clark and Bellamy give one another, it's obvious. And then to have Jason say that and basically gaslight people to say that, well, you, you, it's whatever you want to read into it is valid, except you're wrong. Fuck that point of view. How I, I, I hold the artists who create this stuff on a pedestal. I give them the benefit of the doubt. It is their story to write. It is their characters. It is their vision. It's a tough fucking job. Go and create a world all on your own in your head. It is not easy. I'm trying to do that at this very moment, and I am, it is not easy. Yeah. So I can see why people, like, they really get into fanfic, writing fanfic, because the shit's established, the characters they love are there, and then Wait, they dive deep into it. not talking shit about fanfic? Uh, like I know. It's, this it, show it, has this made is you, awful. I'm not, the I'm Lark like a, has made you okay with fanfic. I, I don't not, even no, know. I'm not, I'm not okay with it. I'll never yet. be reading Ooh, it and yet. shit, but I understand why people write it. Yet, yet, yet. Um, I, I, I just, like... Uh, so I give the artists, the, the creators of this shit, the writers of this shit, the benefit of the doubt. It is your story to tell. But then don't sit there and then put all this shit into your story and set expectations and do these 
obvious things that have been tropes for like billions of years in storytelling and then go, well, no, they're just platonic soulmates that I you mean, read this into it. It's insulting. You're wrong. As a super corpse I, I am so fucking upset after that interview. I had to take up for shippers because uh, of the, the dismissive and insulting attitude that Jason Rothenberg has towards these people because they want romance, because they see something in the show that is... Um, valuable and emotional, and he seems to just discount that. It's misogynistic because women tend to ship far more than men do. Uh, it, it's it's. Ins- I'm just. I'm a little mad. And go, like, I, go, bubs. No, I I really like. I feel that like as a shipper, like it, it doesn't matter like how many times I can like try to articulate how disappointed I am by what he said and the things he has said. Um, I'm always going to get discounted for as a shipper. So, like, I have to say I appreciate so much that you <laughs> say this because, like, you can't get discounted as a shipper because you're not. Like, you've never shipped Blurk. You're Team Becco all the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, it's, it's like, it's sad. It, like, frustrates me that, like, I won't be listened to for expressing these same, like, disappointments and, like, Anchor. I love that Bonsai just made sad noise at the same time. He's my sad trombone. He gets it. (laughs) Poncho said trombone. Um, but it's it's so frustrating because like it is like he keeps saying like oh Bellamy and Clark they're like the backbone of the show and he says all these things and like yes like since season one like going into like 108 where he's like thrown by the intimacy is like in the script whatever yeah guys guys all you need to do do an advanced search on twitter for jason rothenberg and belark and see what he is specifically tweeted about belark and you'll be like we we're getting baited now not to the extent that that klexas got baited and well, then dropped off the fucking face the, of the earth. Not to um, like the, the emotional. There's like a different. It's different. It's yeah, different. it's different. So I don't want to conflate the two because he did Klexa so dirty mm-hmm. and the LGBT plus fans so dirty with that. Yeah. That I can't, I can't even, oh, I, I mean, and I was so tone deaf about that afterwards too. And I apologize to every... Every LGBT person out there who I centered the story on myself and the reaction of myself. Why don't? Why doesn't everybody like this? This was good. This was expected. I'm a fucking idiot. What do I know about this shit? So I apologize for that. But it's just like, oh, that. Mm. You're uh, a white, not gay I, yet woman, Jen. <laughs> it was a privileged place to come from. <laughs> I know it was a privileged place to come from, and I apologize for for using that privilege. And I'm trying to learn how to be a better person. And this show is turning me into a, like a super shipper now because like I revenge want Bellark to happen now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just want it for like this. Like, I feel that the show has set that up, and like if they wanted them to just be friends, I, I like. Why are they doing all of these? Like to me, it's like the intimacy has been like shot on camera. In a romantic way. It is way. deliberate. And, like, I'm okay with them having a close friendship. Like, I love close friendships between any characters. I'm all about it. Like, I love it so much. Like, I think, like, no one on Friends should have gotten together and they should have just all been friends. Like, <laughs> it would have been great. It was false Hot advertising. Take. 
And so, like, I, but, like, that's not, I feel like that's not what I was sold. And, like, that's, and I, I, like, excused every time that J-Roth was like, well, you never know. Because I'm like, well, obviously we know, but we're going to, we want the surprise. So the second he, like, changes that tune and it's, like, we're, it's whatever we see that we're, like, making up. Uh, so, I mean, it's just so maddening, and I I just feel so bad for you guys because you've made an emotional investment in something that Five was years. signposted. Five years. I mean, there were arrows pointing towards it, and, and the timing was just really bad. I knew it wasn't going to happen this season unless they were going to deliberately uh, just steamroll over Becco and just make another yeah. horrible decision. But, like, look how they but, set Becco up. That was so weird. I mean, so, I mean, I thought, I was into Becco because I thought we are going to get some flashbacks. We're going to get some backstory here. They're going to show us how these two came together. Never happened. Never fucking happened. Thanks a lot. (sighs) I'm shipping something that I have to, I have to tenuously hold together with my own brain um, and own will. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, but thanks for making me do that work, writers. Thanks. And and if you, and a writer, if writers think that like Belarkers hate Becco, because they're Belarkers. Let's go back to like Klexa, where Klexa was in the way of my ship. And yes, but I was, you. To be fair, you were also a much more reasonable. No, they, but there's uh, there, a lot of us. There was, there was, there was a ship war, and it was ugly. It was it very was ugly. ugly. It was, it was very ugly. But there are like I'm not an anomaly. I am a very like average person. Thank you, Bonsai. Um, and so while we can focus on all of the ship wars, and I was still always pro Belark, and I was so mad at Lexa after season two finale, or the part one. I was so were. mad at her. Yeah. And, like, I was just, like, so against Klexa happening, and I hated Lexa going into season three. Like, these are all very real emotions I had. But the thing is, by the time Klexa happened... I had been brought around to it. Like, I had, like, when she was like, blood must not have blood, I was like, huh. Like, even though I was all about 305 Hakodama, that recently, the show put me in a place where, like, I could still be like, I, I love Valark and I really want that to happen. But, like, what's happening right now, like, is beautiful. And, like, how can I not <laughs> think it's... And, like, and I cried. Like, I cried while they were having sex. Who cries little sexy? <laughs> I should have, like, got it. But I was like, it's so beautiful. Oh, my God. You are <laughs> so gay. Jesus. <laughs> Thank you. I know you mean that as a compliment. Um, and so, so, like, that's, like, so... It's not about Becco being in the way of Bulark. Like, it's not. Like, I think, like, I... For some people, it, for some people it is. Those toxic shippers that hated Klexa hate Becco for the same reason. But they're not the majority. The they're not the majority. They're so loud, though. They're so, they're so, so loud and so dumb. I want us to move along a little bit, because yeah. we were going on yeah, for we are. a million we, hours. We are. Um, do you still want to talk about your things, bubs? Or I'll say really fast. We- Okay. So, like, my... What was the topic? I can't even remember. Oh, other thoughts. Um, So, this... I, I did mention this slightly before, but, like, you yeah. could literally take out two-thirds of the season and nothing would change. So, that's a huge problem storytelling-wise. And just, like, as a rundown of, like, what you could take out, the tumor storyline that kept Abby in the game, you could completely take that out and nothing changes. Um, The cabbie existence, you could have had them die with Jaha, nothing changes. 
Um, Dioza's existence, as much as she was so great and I loved her, every second of her being on screen, there was no point to her storyline. Like, it could have just all been McCreary. Um, the worms went nowhere. They should have come back in the finale somehow. They were too cool, and who doesn't love body horror? There has to be more people than just me. Um, <laughs> Vincent! Loved Vincent! Loved him! Oh my god, loved, loved him. Loved his quiet, like, whatever. But, like, the thing is, like, these characters need to be woven into the story, and he wasn't, just like he everything d- else He did get mentioned. the best dialogue of the season, Oh, though. so good. Such a great meta line. That was great. But, like, uh, a character's entire existence cannot be, like, one line in the finale, yeah. you know? And then we go to, like, I got to a point where I was like, was Bellamy even necessary? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And, and, the, and then we get, like, Becco didn't need to be a thing. Like, you have the Octavia Bellamy conflict. You could, like, just have them be, like, friends from the, the space station. It doesn't matter. Um, props a lot more, but, like, I got lazy after that. Um, a lot you can take out of the season, and nothing changes. And the thing yeah. is, that just means that this is very simple storytelling, and that's sad. Like, just think about, like, J.K. Rowling, where things from, like, the first book that you, like, didn't even notice come back into play. Like, it's so beautifully woven together. And, like, the characters that you fall in love with in the first book are just as important in the last book. And, like, you don't have these, nope. like... Anyways, I'm not going to just go off on <laughs> Harry okay. Potter. Okay. Um, all excellent points. I think that uh, hopefully you guys, everyone feels that they have aired out their salt angels. Um, I mean, should we talk um, about like how next season is like basically all new writers? Like, I I don't know where I am in like your grief process. Well, yeah, I got well. That's like its own thing. And I did say like I'm I'm done with the show, and you already said that I'm not really done with the show. You're full of shit. I'm saying every single one of you is full of shit. I think I think the the depth of commit. No, the depth of commitment is different. Like that, I'm not going to write reviews next season feels like a death to me the fact that i'm not gonna like send my my roommate an email with a calendar thing where i tell her when i i have the couch (laughs) (laughs) wow that's real fucking serious put a sock on the door (laughs) it's my my 100 time please leave me alone i i think it'll we'll definitely have to see if because i feel like even as someone who liked this episode, it, I, I was not blind to everyone's reactions by the end of the season. I'd be really fucking curious because because this started airing basically like this this show finished pretty close to when they're gonna start writing and they're still writing right mm-hmm. now. So I'm I'm mm-hmm. really curious if any of our quote unquote feedback, aka oh, yeah. our oh. feedback is not valid. No, it's fair. No, um, I mean it's it's not valid. Ego ego reigns supreme. You know what sake. though. Um, what makes me most upset, especially, like, with everything I said online, is that, like, every single season, excuse me, after season two, I felt that the meta that we've shared online, like, the things we've, like, dissected and discussed, everything that, like, people have, like, gone to to explain, like, the season, Jason finds all of that, he reads it, and then he goes out of his way to tear it up the next season. With like his the choices he makes. I mean, so maybe like you guys will get what you want. Maybe no, no, no. Maybe but like he, all he spite story tells. He spite story tells. Story tells. So he doesn't like he doesn't respond to it and like oh right I didn't. He oh goes, my god, 
what if next season is just all bottle episodes where no plot moves because no. all the characters I, are it's gonna I would, be I would Becca I would 24 love it so seven. Much. It's just gonna I would, be Becca I would love that so much too. Well, so you'll, you'll I, be that's you, my jam. You and people who don't watch the show will love that. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. We're, we're gonna that's let's, my let's wrap it up with 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 TV shows to recommend. Okay. Um, Shaheen. Um, let's start with you. I'm just gonna say watch Humans. Well, I have to because we're gonna um, do a podcast about it. Yeah, definitely watch sense. Humans. Season what's two your, what's was your awesome. selling point, Shaheen? Right, it's Humans. Sell, sell us. Sell us on it. Um, my selling point, as always, is that it's the best um, the best show. Um, <laughs> Full stop. <sorry. laughs> no. Let me start over. <laughs> um, it's the best treatment of the issues of consciousness and agency that I've ever seen. Oh, cool. I would agree. Having not even seen season three, I would totally agree with that statement. Should dolphins be citizens? (laughs) That's up for debate for some people. (laughs) Okay. That was quite the non sequitur. Um, But (laughs) I I know what you were getting at, bubs. Um, Jen? Okay, so there's been a little bit of movement after the disappointment of this finale that um, Capital Chick kind of puts oh into motion like among ass. among the the hundred uh fandom so if 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 after the finale you are are you're like i need good character work i need people who talk to each other i need good romances i need awesome female characters and i need awesome mythology you need to watch 12 monkeys don't monkey around with anything else. Ugh, you're fucking canceled, Jen. I feel like I just read a religious pamphlet at the airport. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, and also, it, it's so good. And also, it's it's over. The series is over. So it won't be strung along. And the, se- the series finale is one of the most satisfying and amazing things you'll see on TV. So come back and and um, you'll cry a lot. Yeah, so yell come at back us on and Twitter about it. Yeah, Jen, yell at us on Twitter. Shut up. <laughs> Honestly, the the only thing that's holding me back from watching Twelve Monkeys is the name of the show. No, just did watch. You it. Never Why see, is did it you never called see the Twelve movie? Monkeys? Did you never no. see the movie? No. It's a small so part of the show. It has yeah. nothing. It really does not have to. I mean, the movie is a very small part of it. Just watch. I feel like you would actually really like the yeah. show, Shaheen. I feel like yeah, it's you told me that. very much sounds, on your brand. CC is yeah. disappointed until you do watch it. Mm-hmm. You don't want to I'm, I'm so all over with, with Bubs' first um, first bullet point. I could fuck with that, too. Ooh, yes! Isn't that a show about children? Yes! Oh, my God. My say, it, Bubs. Bubs. say it, Bubs. Say it, Bubs. Say it. Watch All the Boys I've Loved Before. It's not yes! a show. It's on Netflix. Whatever. Watch it four times. It's basically a yes! show. Every, every iteration is an episode, and it all ends beautifully. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yes! And then, and then, go see Crazy Rich Asians, because same. Like, okay. Um, crazy, so, can I just talk about this? I just watched it yesterday. Um, and I, there was a point in, while it was going that I just cried and there nothing was happening. I was just so happy about like everything about the whole movie. I just cried. Like, and then like, yes, the end I cried a lot too. And I was really upset that the movie made me cry at the very, I hate movies that make me cry at the very end. Because, and then you got walk out of the yes, theater with your puffy ass so eyes. so awkward. I was uh, already like, like very like surreptitiously like wiping my eyes. 
Did they even give you like, did they give you no. post credit scenes? No. Oh man, they got to do the Marvel treatment so you can recover. Right? I needed that from Infinity War, man. Jesus. I still have to see that. Was it good? Uh, yes. Okay. I really enjoyed it. I'll see that. Um, and then Castle Rock. Um, I didn't think to recommend that until today because I've been like very sleepily watching it like in spare time. Um, but it's a Stephen King based uh, series. It's on Hulu. And it's, if you liked, what was it called on Netflix? I think it's called Dark, the German. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called Dark. Yeah, it's very much like Dark. The same feel. Um, and I think it's it's really... And you don't have to read. You oh, don't thank have to God. <laughs> um, but it, it's like, I think this last episode was really, really great. It dealt with this woman's... Um, what's it called Alzheimer's and like it was it was like her experience of having Alzheimer's fed into like the horror of the show and it was so like disorienting but like you like it was just it was so well done and you don't you do feel sorry for her but like I have such a hard time with like sad stuff and I have to say that wasn't the main thing about it it was it was sad but it was also just like so interesting to think about like the experience of Alzheimer's and and like folding that into the horror of the story so that, and then don't watch Alone Together. Um, I've been watching that as like a background show because I love having like light stuff in the background. And I have to say it was in the background and I was so like annoyed by it. <laughs> the female character, and I love, I usually love the female character. I just wanted to punch her in the face. <laughs> I, All right. <laughs> Um, all right. I, I will, I will second Jen and say 12 Monkeys is amazing, but I will also recommend to all of our listeners to get caught up on The Expanse, the Expanse because yeah. we're going to start season three. We're going to talk about we're it We're going to talk shit. about some Expanse. Watch The Expanse. Watch, watch the it. Expanse. It's so good, yo. <laughs> watch The Expanse. Watch the third season of The Expanse. Uh, if you need a reason why, follow uh, Claire from Metastation has just started watching and she just has this live stream of being like, I love this person. I would die I love with this that person. person. This storytelling is amazing. So, so watch The Expanse. What, is her, um, what are her Miller thoughts? Has she had Miller thoughts yet? She, she loves, loves Miller. Miller. I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> but I would also like to say, to reiterate Shaheen's point, that Humans is, it is a show that I haven't watched since last year. Like, I need to get caught up on season three, and I just really need to do the full rewatch mm-hmm. while we're going to pod about it. But um, Humans is, tells so much better of a story of like what consciousness means and what agency means if you are conscious conscious in a world where that is an option um versus westworld which just relies Uh. on being on hbo except there's no fucking substance like what humans does with its thirty dollar budget for some like blue goo blood and some contact lenses (laughs) is Actually, amazing. you know, they said that those aren't contact lenses. They CG them on well, afterwards. Oh, really? And that's even cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> Is it that? That would, that would seem like it's super expensive. Yeah. Oh, uh, I thought CG Wait, was super expensive. Is Humans the girl from Crazy Rich? Gemma. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Gemma Chan. I was like, why does she look so familiar? But I thought that I saw her on like like the Victoria's Secret fashion checks. I'm like, she's so pretty. She's probably like a Victoria's Secret model. 
Yeah, she uh, she's also on Humans. Um, she's great on it. The guy who played I can't remember his name who was on um, Merlin who played uh, who played Merlin. He's in it. Um, I can't remember his name. He's a pointy little fellow. Um, I was just about to say he's a slight little kind of sharp fellow. Yeah, that's that's really it. <laughs> um, what else? Like it's just it's and it's it, the first season is really slow and and it just kind of deals with okay like. Everyone in this world, it's kind of our world. Like, it's not in the future like um, like Westworld is, and it's not way in the future like Altered Carbon is. It's, like, set pretty much now-ish, mm-hmm. except with the idea that they're, um, that they're synthetic humans that are, you know, there to, like, clean for you and, like, run errands for you and, like, do, do nursemaidy stuff. Do they, do they sex you? Of do course. They you? Of okay, course they cool. sex you. There's actually a totally a story about one of them, a conscious one, who is in season one? An enslaved, an enslaved um, sex robot, and like it's Ooh. kind of her thing of like she's awake while all this is happening to her, um, and so it's an idea of okay, well, what if only a couple people know about these, and then you know later on it becomes okay, well, what if a lot of people know about these. And then it comes to, okay, well, what if we just wake every one of them up? And it's sort of progressively building on this idea of what, at what point are these, are are they people? Like what is, what is, yeah, I was just about to say, what is personhood? Yeah, like if you think that you're a person and you can do and think and feel and want and, and remember and, and, you know, be hurt why, why isn't it not, because if all humans are, are just, you know, electronic signals telling me that I'm sad and that I'm hungry and that I feel betrayed and that I love, then what is it if something else that is electronic is telling them the same things? Like, why do I have the right to say that, no, that's not real? What you feel is not real. Do any of these synthetic um, humans have sex with dolphins? (laughs) I haven't watched season three and I've told (laughs) Shaheen not to spoil anything for me. Can you give us a hint, Shaheen? If they've swam in the Florida ocean... And came across some deviant dolphins. It could happen. <laughs> How do you feel about dolphin sex on season four of Human Shame? <laughs> you mean season three? Well, I mean, I didn't want spoilers in case it's already happened. Oh, so in season pretend. four? Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna say I wouldn't put it put it past season four. <laughs> I, like I gotta watch three. this now. <laughs> if so it's leaning towards dolphin sex. If you're into um, robots and robot animal fucking, watch humans and humans we're gonna talk is, about it. Can I humans ideas. is for you. Can I tell a dolphin story that was really cool? Uh, how can I say no? And it's then, not I sexual, guess. surprisingly. Oh, Anyways. Hmm. So. I'm less interested, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so friends of mine went to Florida and, like, swam with the dolphins. And while they were in the group of, like, people who all went into the water with the dolphins, one of the dolphins, like, freaked out around one of the women. And the, the keeper was like, oh, they like you. That's so cool. And eventually, like, she, like, was like, oh, cool. But then she got out of the water. And she turned to everyone else and was like, I didn't want to say anything. But that dolphin was saying she was pregnant. With ultra, like, the ultrasonic thing, like, she, like, the dolphin knew that she was pregnant. Holy shit. Isn't that cool? And the dolphin was like, oh, my God, you're pregnant. That's like, congratulations. <laughs> oh, my God. Dolphins That's are cool. crazy. Yep. Great dolphin story. Mm. Um, do we have any other parting thoughts before I wrap this shit show up? Um, I guess oh. like my hopes are that cathartic. I don't know. I guess I, I want like I want Jason to hear the criticism and not like write it off as people. 
But I, I don't think that's not going to happen. It's not, you're just an emotional. So it didn't, shipper, it though, didn't happen after three oh seven. He doesn't. He doesn't synthesize this. This well, criticism. I, I did think that, like after three oh seven, like I thought, I thought that he like kind like in some ways understood, like not understood, but like maybe realized that like he really hurt people. I guess I kind of like headcanon that. I guess it was just a headcanon that's not real. <laughs> well, to be fair, the reaction to three oh seven wasn't exactly was a lot to handle as a person like there's blame on both sides i would say people the 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 doxing him was not yeah i mean they're getting hurt and and expressing that hurt um you know with your fan community is fine but but going after somebody personally doxing them yeah Yeah. that was that was not not cool guys not cool not cool guys Um, never cool well, speaking of not cool, uh, over the 100 hiatus, we will, I guess, uh, in the coming weeks, be covering season three of The Expanse. Mm-hmm. So get caught up on that. Way to sell it, Joe. Right? Speaking of shit you don't want to listen to, speaking that's of not bullshit cool. that I'm surprised you made it to the <laughs> end of this podcast. And then we were going to cover humans. And I don't think that we will probably have time to also do 12 Monkeys. Like, that's a fucking lot. And I was hoping that the hiatus would actually be a break. Um, hmm. But, you know, whatever. I mean, we're going to uh, have like a year. We'll see. We'll see. I'm making no promises, but we will for sure. You need to have a podcast per 12 monkey episode, like, and just have Capital Chick on, and she will give you like the academic rundown of what's going on. So I want Shaheen and and Cece to just like yell at each other. Well, I think like oh my god, she she (laughs) should be like the the driving force for that because she has so much passion for it. So I feel like it'll be like maybe he could get colon the Cece experience 12 monkeys. Twelve monkeys with capital chick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for Spin listening. Off. Sorry, maybe this was Geeky long. I don't know what Shaheen's going to edit out. What were you saying, Shaheen? Sorry. <laughs> I just said maybe geek again. Spin off. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that would be a awesome. splinter. You'd get that joke. If you, yeah, you'd get that joke if you would watch Twelve Monkeys, Shaheen. Oh my so god! Initiate uh, splinter podcast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye. Take it easy, everyone.